so diligent, working so diligent. Everybody got a minute and listening. Bars in the swing like a pendulum. I'm on the hunt for the Benjamins. I understand that Benjamin had to go hard for the scratch like a nigga got chicken pox. Sick of sick of bitches want the inside scoop and get nothing but dipping. That's too many summers end up cold. Too many people end up gone. Too many places I won't be. Got me wishing I was never home. So I'll be booking my schedule. Catch me a flight of Lanita, some Netflix and edibles. I land in the free and she chipping my cherry so they can lower cholesterol. I'm on the level you want. Look, silhouette boss, I'm all dark. Racial profile all the time, even getting stopped by Paul Blart. I'm coming soon with that work to give. Coming soon with that work to give. Just warm up style. Hey, hey. But we alright, nigga. Welcome to the Cohort Sports Report. My name is Jeff Woodworth, gas bag number one. Check it in with gas bag number two, Matteo Pulverari. Matteo, how you doing? Doing good. Mike's plugged in, so we're doing good now. Mike's plugged in. Okay, that's good. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, I'm, first off, I'm glad I got your last name right again. Again, apologies to Cousin John. Cause Shout I out Cousin John. I don't know what was going on, man. I was just tripping. I just it, The I in his last name, it like psychologically messes with me, and I'm just like, am I? how am I supposed to pronounce that? Well, it took my girlfriend pointing out seeing my text for John's name in there, because I usually put Oliver's. I think you're the only one that isn't, but I put Oliver's at the end of their name so mm-hmm. I can distinguish who they are. I had an L for John's last name for some reason, so oh, you're so not just, alone. Just start with a consonant, yeah. not, not a noun. Yeah. Now John knows. John, oh. get a get a less hard last name, okay? Like it's God, actually no, y- your last name's fine. It's just on us. We need to do better. Um, speaking of doing better, I need my ear to do better. My right ear plugged up, dude. I think it's an ear infection. I don't know what's going on. So uh, have you WebMD yet? No, I have not. Because if I th- if I WebMD, then I know I have like equilibrium cancer or something like that. <laughs> so it's it's over. It's all bad. But uh, just want to throw that out there. I'm I'm trucking through this episode. I'm not 100%, but you know, sometimes the show must go on. It's going to be a gritty performance from you. I was going to say, I would say thank you for your service, but that is not appropriate, especially given today. Today is 11-11, make a wish, uh, otherwise known as Veterans Day. So on behalf of the Cohort Sports Report, myself, and I'm going to presume Mateo as mm-hmm. well, everybody that's participated in the Cohort Sports Report, thank you to all our veterans out there that have served in the military and done their part to uh, preserve freedom and give us all the liberties that we have today uh, that include doing something like this, like gathering in a garage and doing one of the most popular podcasts in Santa Rosa. So Thank you. Thank you to all veterans. Yeah, for real. Yeah, um, much appreciated. I have a ton in my family, so shout out to them because I, A, could not get yelled at like that. I, B, could not keep my cool when bullets are whizzing by. And then three, I just, the mental fortitude that you guys have, like, I like to think to myself, like, yeah, I could, I could do it. But it's like, no, not, I couldn't go on a tour and like, you know, mentally survive that. So props to all the veterans again. Thank you very much for everything that you do yep shout out to robert Fu, who's in the navy same i agree with you it's the structure he was he goes through and he comes back and tells me his daily uh task and it's impressive what he does i mean and i just look at them and i'm just like mad respect Mm because i could not do that at all whatsoever um all right so we got a good show today it was a entertaining weekend did you have a good weekend yeah i did it was it was nice yeah i think minus the smoke we're coming yeah, along. the fires yeah, from, from northern and southern California. God, it's just so bad. So also, shout out to the firefighters, everybody out there, yeah, Cal Fire that's out there. Yep. We've had a couple of spot fires here in Santa Rosa that pop up, but knock on wood that those aren't going to continue around. That's plastic and aluminum, oh, but no. you're okay. You can reach over to this wooden table okay. if you want at some point throughout the show. 
uh, as he wheels on over. There you go. The hex is off. Yeah, there we go. Um, all right. So without further ado, let us begin the show. Word of the day. You keep using the word. I don't think it means what you think it means. Almost forgot about word of the day. You really like that cut, don't you? I, I love Princess Bride. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes me so happy. Oh, good. I'm glad it makes one of us happy. Actually, two of us. It makes me happy, too. If it makes any of the listeners happy, you're more than welcome to reach out to us on, on Twitter and tell us that we need to step up the animation game, at which point you'll probably just hurt my feelings. But, you know, we'll, we'll make the necessary adjustments. Anyway, today's word of the day, very appropriate given the day, is a noun. Would you like to take a guess at what the word of the day is? Uh, bobcat. Three, two, one. No. Uh, armistice. A temporary suspension of hostiles, of hostilities. Oh, geez! By agreement of the warring parties, otherwise known as a truce. So armistice. A R M I S T I S C E. Jesus Christ. A R M I S T I C E. Armistice. Armistice. And this is what it's known as in uh, France, I believe, today, Veterans Day, Armistice Day, because oh. it was the day that it, the war ended. So oh, cool. on the 11th day of the 11th hour, or on the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month. I was talking about that with my mom earlier about that sound. So that's that. All right. Well, word of the day, knowledge is power. You're a little bit more armed as we move forward. So uh, let's get this show on the road. And I think it's time for some winners and losers. There are winners. I'm by winning. Winner, winner, ultimate winner. Wow, winning. And there are losers. Loser, 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 loser. Winners and losers for today's show. Yeah, like the ultimate winner. That's a that's a great sound. Yeah, where, I was gonna ask you, where's the ultimate winner from? Charlie Sheen. He he dropped an ultimate winner. Oh yeah, wow, that's all. That, that is one. Charlie Sheen and SpongeBob <laughs> right there, man. We got both sides of the spectrum there for you. So. All right, um, first up on the winner's list, Joe Maurer has announced his retirement. And I'm not saying this like I'm happy that Joe Maurer is retired. I'm just saying let us celebrate Joe Maurer's uh, legacy, you know. And, uh, oh, the Internet is not connecting. Uh, what a bummer. There we go. I was going to say, what are your thoughts on Joe Maurer when you think about Joe Maurer? How will you remember the Minnesota Twins catcher. I'm gonna take the easy way out and just call him Buster Posey before he was before Buster Posey Ooh. came on the scene. Okay. Like I love Joe Maurer as a hitter, and he was everything that you wanted at the position at the time. And for him to gracefully just transition to first, pretty selfish, self, ah, officially, selfishly. Uh, yeah. Thank you. You helped me with that. You're good. You're good. Um, I thought that was awesome. He just seems like genuinely a great guy, and he represented the sport really well. So for his career, let's just get this. Uh, wins above replacement, 55.1. Okay, home runs, 143, 923 RBIs, 52 stolen bases for a catcher. That's wow. pretty impressive. He finishes a career 300 hitter. The man knew how to hit a baseball. Uh, slugging percentage of 439, on-base percentage of 388. So, I yeah, I don't see how you could hate him. He is a one-time one MVP, six-time All-Star, three-time Gold Glover, five-time Silver Slugger, and then he had the batting title three times as well. Jeez. I think that's enough for him to get in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, it should. I mean, and the long, just longevity. How many playoff games did he play? Uh, that is a good question. Let us venture down that rabbit hole. I mean, I, sh I shouldn't break it down like that, but it always comes up. He made up. the playoffs oh, here it is. 2006, 2009, 2010, and 2017. Mm. So if anything, he just fell victim to a really just shitty organization in the Minnesota Twins. So uh, not exactly sure what, I mean, like why they never were able to get it together. But Joe Maurer, just a model of consistency. And I really do agree with that Buster Posey uh, likeness. Next up, 
on the winners losers list. We have the Silver Sluggers were announced in Major League Baseball from this past year. Uh, American League winners outfielders Mookie Betts, Mike Trout, and J.D. Martinez were your uh, Silver Slugger winners there. First base Jose Abreu, second base Jose Altuve, shortstop Francisco Lindor, third base Jose Ramirez, catcher Salvador Perez, and then J.D. Martinez also got one for being a D.H. So that's interesting. Double dipped. Yeah. Uh, and then in National League, uh, you had Christian Yelich, David Peralta, and Nick Markakis win, uh, win the outfield. And then Paul Goldschmidt of the Arizona Diamondbacks. Second base was Javi Baez of the Cubs. Shortstop Trevor Story of the Colorado Rockies. I'm having a tough time reading tonight. Jesus Christ. Uh, Nolan Arenado got a third base. And then uh, JT Realmuto. Uh, of the Miami Marlins got a catcher. What was interesting about that was they were trying to move him uh, earlier in the year. I remember hearing that on uh, a bunch of different, um, you know, through the grapevines. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why I did that with the hand <laughs> the hand motion. Like, it's raining. Waterfall. Then. Yeah. Uh, and then pitcher German, or German Marquez of the Rockies uh, came out with the Silver Slugger. Anybody feel like got robbed on this list? Hmm. Not off hmm. the top of my head, no. I, the one thing that kind of stuck out is just the error we're in of how many great hitters that you listed. Right. Uh, when you li- when you read right? off the American League, you're just, just the like, outfield alone kind of blew me away. Mookie Betts of the Red Sox, Mike Trout of the Angels, and then J.D. Martinez of the Red Sox. And Martinez got two in one year. That's crazy. Um, it says there weren't many surprises in the outfield with Betts, the front runner for American League MVP, and Trout, one of the three finalists. Betts led the uh, American League with a 346 average and added 32 home, 32 home runs, 80 RBIs and 129 uh, runs, so he scored 129 times, with 30 stolen bases. And then Trout, uh, it says here, another vintage season batting 312, 39 home runs, and 79 RBIs. Was there anybody that you thought should have ended up with a silver slugger? Absolutely, absolutely not. I didn't watch ba- I didn't watch baseball closely enough during the regular right, season. That's kind of what I struggled with. The yeah. only one that I could think of is maybe the Brewers' first baseman, Aguilar, mm-hmm. just because he was a complete masher at the position. Yeah. But, I mean, gosh, with Goldschmidt. Can't go wrong with Goldschmidt either. Oh, good for Nick Markakis after he's got 2,237 career hits and he just got his first silver. That was his first silver slugger award. But Yelich is a finalist for the NL MVP after leading the league with 326 average and 36 home runs and 110 RBIs. So he was an easy choice for the silver slugger, mm-hmm. this article says. Um, and then Baez with a two nine oh, 111 RBIs with a 290 average and 34 home runs. Whoa, man. So do they do the awards at the winter meetings? I believe so. So baseball is doing. Baseball is trying to do what uh, every other sport does, and it's just like, how can we make our sport bleed into the other months that's not our regular season? How can we stay relevant? Mm-hmm. And uh, so what baseball does is much like what the NBA does: is they announce all their awards at the end of the season in the off season, um, right around the winter meetings time. But you're not going to find out who the MVPs are until closer to Thanksgiving. Or Christmas, I believe it'll be sometime in between there. Like they are gonna, they are gonna milk this for as long as they can. We got the Gold Glove winners, we got the Silver Sluggers. We're gonna find out who won the Cy Young and or who wins the Cy Youngs, and then we're gonna find out who the MVPs are, and then that'll be it for the baseball awards. And then it's a count, and then you've got the off season, which is like a one month of the hot stove, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden pitchers and catchers report at the beginning of February. Yeah, it's just crazy to me that they just don't do it at this this is like the perfect time because all i'm clicking for right now is waiting for the hot stove to start going and for them to have such a huge gap like perfect time to keep baseball relevant in my opinion i I couldn't agree more um all right next up on the 
winners, losers list. Uh, I don't know if you're paying attention to the UFC Fight Night 139 that happened last night, but uh, Donald Cerrone defeated Mike Perry and became the all-time leading winner, or, or you know, victories, I guess. I don't know how I'm trying to word that. I can't even talk tonight. Jesus Christ. Um, he became the all-time UFC wins leader with a 21, I believe, and... Uh, and there was one other there was one other record that he broke too last night, but I couldn't remember. He had a submission towards the end of round one where it looked like he was gonna break Mike Perry's arm in half, just the the arm bar, because he gets slammed into the canvas, still holds on to it, and then arches his back because he's got Perry face down, and then is able to to pull it out. It was nuts. And then um, in the main event, Chan Sung Jung, Korean zombie. I was gonna say who's better known yeah. as the Korean zombie, faced off against Yair Rodriguez. And uh, Rodriguez put a nasty, nasty spinning back elbow on him, like right as the fight was ending. That was uh, wild. It was nuts to see that because he dips down. He dips the left shoulder down, I believe, and then he throws the back of the right elbow across and just Korean Zombie walked right into it. I thought it was kind of messed up, too, was they were not they were not marketing this fight as Sung Jung versus Rodriguez. It was it was zombie versus Rodriguez. Yeah, like, do you do you have DirecTV? No, but I was I was streaming it. Okay, like when I when I put it up on DirecTV that they had Korean zombie. Yeah, yeah. yeah which, oh, it's, yeah, it's it's it said crazy. that on the, the on the Comcast thing yeah, too. Yeah, it was like wild. This is a little messed up here, but all right. Um, it's but I mean, hey, yeah. Did you know? Fun fact about uh the Korean zombie. He took four years off from the UFC and he served two or two of those. He was serving in the Korean national army. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Yeah, It's cool that he just, he, you know, we're, we're talking about veterans, a guy that went and served and he's, yeah, he's a celebrity. Oh, yeah, no, over so he's a speaking, speaking of veterans, yeah. but I don't know if that's like the right type of veterans that mm-hmm. we're trying to, you know, I don't yeah. know if that counts. Um, all right, moving on next up on the losers list, we have Louisville coaches and it's just, <laughs> if you were employed by the university of Louisville, it's rough. It's a rough time to be there. There are no more Patinos, and there is officially no more Patrinos. So, which I think we didn't we didn't appreciate that enough while it was going on. The fact that the University of Louisville had a head their head football coach was Bobby Patrino, and their head basketball coach was Rick Patrino, uh, or Patino, not Patrino. So Patrino and Patino, and it's just could you imagine just having to trying to sort that out I'm, I'm, I'm be, i wouldn't be surprised if the mailroom got a little messed up every once in a while if, Pati- if patino had to go be like oh, god damn it what do you think would get more interesting mail <laughs> well both of those guys are eccentric if you right. if we should say um fan mail is that what you're gonna say i'm like, just say mail in general those guys I are both I so old imagine from the recruiting and those guys and are both so old field. they'd have no idea how to send a dick pic or anything those are <laughs> nudes are getting solicited through the mail oh, all right through snail machine. mail yeah he's got a both of those coaches had both patino and patrino had polaroids in their office <laughs> to where they could just take pictures and send it off actually i take that back there's a brothel on campus they didn't need to send nudes at all they were just visiting the brothel. Uh, reckless speculation there. I don't know if that's actually what happened. So, but I do know that Louisville severely underperformed this year, which was to be expected because Mark. I mean, uh, Lamar Jackson was carrying that school for the past two years. I think they're two and eight right now. Two and God, two and eight. Yeah, not, they looked pitiful. Not doing well. Yeah. But Bobby Petrino survived a motorcycle accident, wasn't yep. it? Yeah. yeah. He was, and he like. There's a very famous picture of of Petrino in a neck brace yeah. and his road rash on his face. Was it uh, he? Was it he got into the motorcycle accident and then did all the fallout happen from? The yes. Yeah. And so, oh my God. What's most interesting? I think Bobby Petrino's best, uh, biggest recruiting win was physically getting Lamar Jackson because I heard Lamar Jackson's mom. We heard all that stuff about how his mom was his agent. Could you imagine go walking into her <laughs> living room and just being like, "Yes, I want your son to play football with me or for me," and and 
Oh, you want him to be a quarterback? Yes, ma'am. We'll make sure he's a quarterback. I'll, I'll, I'll design my entire offense around him. You don't have to worry about a thing. And uh, sure enough, made it work. So good. And, he, and he might end up on the winner's list, too, in terms of the, that I saw on Twitter that he might have a buyout that they have to fulfill. He's going to fight for it. So there's a chance that he could end okay, up. Okay, well, I was going to say that hasn't been done yet, so he's not going to make it on yet. Mm-hmm. But Oh, did you see the screenshot of him on his coach's show? No. Oh, yes. Yeah, that was really yes. good. Yes. Okay, for those of you who aren't up to date on your Louisville sports <laughs> and your Louisville talk shows, uh, Louisville sports talk shows, I should say, uh, yeah, Bobby Petrino was on his weekly uh, Louisville talk show talking about the football program and what's going on. And then on the bottom ticker, it just said Louisville announces they have parted ways with head coach Bobby Petrino while the man's still doing his TV show. Obviously pre-recorded, but just kind of ironic how the two aired mm-hmm. at the same time. Um, I couldn't imagine being the program director having to, having to right, navigate uh, those. Uh, All right, next up on the losers list, uh, tweets, but just one. Just one. It, it, we've seen a lot recently of old tweets resurfacing, and a lot of times they're racist or homophobic or xenophobic. There's a lot of stuff that's going on there, right? How about just hypocritic? How, how about, or hypocritical, excuse me. Uh, Le'Veon Bell had a tweet surface from February 13th, 2013 at 3.56 in the afternoon. I'm not exactly sure what Le'Veon was doing or what he was talking about or what he was referencing, but... Uh, He's also putting some emphasis on here because every U is there's two two U's on every word that has a U with it. So if you could sit out a year of a sport you play and you are not injured or something else is preventing you to play, then you don't love it. And uh, I just want to say, Le'Veon Bell, this is the pot calling the kettle black. Uh, there's his his Twitter feed really went downhill this year. I I really believed in the guy and. Gosh, he's he's got a lot of Trump tweets that are coming back. He's been very supportive of James Conner though this whole time. I That's will say very that. cool. That's yeah. been nice to see. But yes, uh, this this is a very hypocritical tweet. Somebody is sitting out. Uh, it's a clear that you can still play and you're not injured or something else is preventing you from playing, in this case, contract negotiations, uh, you don't love football. And that's according to your own words. I know that people can change in five years, but this is like... This is from right around his uh, sophomore year, rookie sophomore year, right around yeah, that time. Yeah, somewhere around so, that. So uh, I'm sure I'm sure you've had a bunch of a bunch of guys put you on notice as to what you know how things are uh, in the league. But um, <laughs> I'm so excited for teams in free agency just to hold up the phone and be like, "Can you explain this tweet?" Right, dude, that'd be so awesome. This is imagine if actually no, it doesn't work like that because he's signing. I was gonna try and relate this to. Uh, to back when Des Bryant got called or got asked if his mom was a prostitute, which is something we completely overlooked on the past two shows, by the way, because uh, Des got hurt with his Achilles. But when he signed with the Saints, guess who's in the front office? It was the same guy. I don't remember his name. Same guy from the Cowboys in the Saints front office that asked Des Bryant during the draft process if his mother was a prostitute. Was it Ireland? Yes. Yes, the last oh, name Ireland. He's, he's in the Saints now. He's with the Saints now. What is he doing for him? Uh, clearly doing some brothel investigative work. <laughs> so, because I'm sure it's just rampant down there in the in the Bayou. Um, yeah, that's some that's some next level shit right there. Uh, I remember hearing that and I was just like, oh my god, word you don't you don't say. Um, all right, so next up on the winners losers list, we have Jesus. Uh, is Jesus is a winner, and why? Nothing nothing religious uh, per se. But um, you, you remember, what was it, two weeks ago when Nathan Peterman got benched 
and he said, essentially, he gave the whole only God can judge me uh, type of deal to, to us. Well, Bears kicker Cody Parkey, uh, so I think, I think Peterman, that was after throwing four or five mm-hmm. picks, correct? Okay, so Cody Parkey of the Bears missed four field goals today. And uh, a lot of his teammates, you know, they came to his defense. I don't think he could do it again if he tried. Holder Pat O'Donnell said just one of those days. Uh, Parkey went on to say, I don't think I've hit the post four times in my whole life, and I've probably been kicking for about 15 years, so it's almost comical. Then he backtracks and says, of course they're frustrated with me, uh, but who's more frustrated than myself? I mean, this is my job. This is what I'm supposed to do. I'm missing out there. I've just got to trust in what I'm doing. Here we go. And trust that my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, makes no mistakes. For whatever reason, that was the day I was supposed to have. And uh, I just asked myself, and, and now you, and really all the listeners too, is giving all credit to God in, great, in good times and bad, just like the ultimate, just like, you know, get out of jail free card. Like, I, how are we supposed to rip on a guy who's clearly this, this religious and this, you know, vested in his belief system that, you know, it's, that's, God wills it. Manifest destiny is essentially what happened. Cody Parkey is claiming manifest destiny out on the football field today. At least he didn't blame uh, Jesus and be like, well, I guess Jesus had another kicker on his fantasy team or something, <laughs> or yeah. he was playing against him. Uh, I would have almost taken that over, you know, this whole, like, Oh, God, it's just first Peterman. Sorry, I'll let you get a kitchen, mm-hmm. let a kitchen Edward and our Edward in. Um, but Peterman saying, uh, you know, at the end of the day, being a football player doesn't define me. Well, it does right now because you, you're you're a Buffalo Bills quarterback. You signed a contract to play for them. You know, the same goes for Parkey. I know this was an aberration. Like, it's not going to with Peterman. We can expect him to go out there and throw two picks. But Parkey just really did have a weird day. Thoughts? I guess for Peterman, he's, he's, he just needed to find somebody that would be in his corner. I don't even know if his family would be in his corner at that point. I mean, he was at the low of low. And Jesus is always there. Yeah, so he's like, at least I've always got Jesus with me. Um, I don't want to put him on different planes because football is just a big physical sport, but I always got a kick out of combat sports where they where they thank Jesus after they beat the shit out of somebody. That's awesome. Yeah, I just right. want to thank God for, <laughs> for giving me this power. It's just like, yeah, I'm sure he did give you the power, but you know, you also stayed in the gym for hours on hours upon you know and and days and then you studied your opponent and you were prepared for the fight it's just it's interesting i was i kind of roll my eyes a little bit when guys overdo it you know the person who and i rolled with it when he was at the university of florida because you know tim tebow mr son of god and all that but it's just like now it's almost to the point where it's just like oh my god you know like tone it down please like take it back stick to sports yeah, stick to sports. <laughs> Keep like it's, I mean, it's cool. You know, you have your faith and you want to get it out there. That's that's fine. I mean, it's tough, too, because what the statistics show that we're more of an atheist country, too. So it, you turn off a lot of people right or wrong. I mean, that's just that's the type of backlash. And then well, you create talk about thing. our Christian beliefs, man. It's yeah. fundamental of the country. Mm-hmm. And then you, you face backlash from people that are like, well, you're, you're trying to oppress religious beliefs. Um, you know, I, I think it's fine if you slide it in there. Oppression. Um, but yeah, it's going to stand out, especially for a guy like Peterman. Oh God, it was so bad. I felt, I, I just felt bad for both these guys, but yeah, it just, it makes me think like if I ever mess up in anything in my professional life or, you know, for example, if I piss off anybody at home here, I'll just be like, you know what? That might've been what Jesus wanted today. Like we can't question uh, God. Okay. So yeah, anytime I wish I would have had that heady, like if I failed a test growing up and I brought it back, you know, like when you'd have to have your parents initial test back in middle school, I wish I had that just mom, this is what God wanted. You know, he obviously wanted me to get a C minus on this science test today. The science was not my thing. 
<laughs> so it, science wasn't my thing because Jesus said science isn't real, right? Like uh, the world was just created seven days by God. There's no science in that whatsoever. So that would have been my argument is Jesus is just telling just write me, it on there. It's just telling me that science is bogus. It's bullshit. Um, since come to find out maybe, maybe the opposite. Um, but all right, I don't want to, I don't want to venture down that road. Um, but you know what? It is Sunday and we gather around our TVs and we celebrate. Some of us watch Red Zone. Some of us just focus on one game. Um, I was able to enjoy this past NFL Sunday because the Steelers did all their damage on a Thursday. But, uh, Mateo, I hear that you have some observations about what happened today. Oh, it's fantasy time. Well, you're getting ahead of yourself. It's oh, no. It's hashtag no. hysteria. Oh, I read it wrong. <laughs> no, God! No, God, please, no! No! Yeah! No! Yeah! No! Yes! Hashtag hysteria. Hashtag hysteria for, what is it, week 10? Are we almost that yeah. far? Jeez, remind me. I need to call Comcast and see if I could try and get... Oh, yeah, uh, you got to try it now. I got to try and get Red Zone for a discounted price because I blew it. I should have done it this week. Uh, and good good thing. Shouts out to all the fine people at Comcast that are not listening to this podcast. Um, all right, so Flan is out, which means that we once again delegate the hashtag hysteria duties to Mateo. But uh, good news is that you did such a good job last week that I, I feel pretty confident, again, about what you got for this week. Really? You believe in me? I do. Just a little bit. Wow. Oh, boy. No fun. <laughs> um, so what's your... Uh, how many how many hashtags do we have today? Uh, I've got three. Only three? Yeah, only three. Step your shit Yeah, this up, happens man. when the Niners don't play. Okay. Well, they don't play until tomorrow. Should we just so. come up with something for the Raiders? I'm sure we can come up with a couple hashtags for oh, the Raiders. Just garbage. <laughs> just, yeah. Um, all right. So let's go. Your first hashtag is? Uh, you know, I haven't done Spanish since senior year, so tell me if my Spanish is a little rusty. You're going to ask Hasht- the white kid if, you're, if your Spanish it's is It's better right. than me. I don't know how let's I go. Pass. El Uedo is going to tell Here you if go. you did a good job. Hashtag El Super Bowl Preview. <laughs> how was that? That sounds I, pretty good to me. Yeah, I can El roll my Super Bowl Preview. <laughs> yeah, I mean we're looking we're looking ahead, but we've got Rams, Chiefs, Mexico City next week. You think so? Interesting. Now I disagree just because of the way my power rankings have been working out. I think the New Orleans Saints are nothing to mess around with. But oh, given I know, yeah, all hail oh, Drew Breezes. Our Lord and Savior. You need to get a soundbite for whenever Breezes is mentioned. Oh, dude, we really do need to. Just a, just a pre-recorded one, just a, a yelling tube, just Breezes! Like, just something hella quick. <laughs> like, maybe chimes or something? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> some some omnitive, uh, yeah. what's the oh. word I'm looking for? Omnitive, omnipotous? <laughs> I can't pronounce anything. Breezes! So, um, but yeah. All right. What was the first hashtag? We talked so much shit. Oh, oh the yeah. Super Bowl preview. Yeah, okay. next week's Monday night game. So, I just want to thank you for previewing week 11 when I asked mm-hmm. you to review week 11 I'm just when not, I asked I, you week I, 10. I think I've mentioned it like the last three weeks. All I keep talking about is like the Rams and Chiefs play each other. The Rams and Chiefs play the each Chiefs, other. The Chiefs struggled with the Cardinals today, which I thought was interesting. That was, yeah, that that was, was fun was to watch. Crazy. So was the Rams-Seahawks game. Now, I took my dog on a walk at around halftime, so I missed a bunch of the third quarter, but I came back in in the fourth quarter. You're just bragging that you're good. Dog a good dog, great yeah. dog owner. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the smoke in the air. You know, it was like yeah. we had to. Well, I had to pick and choose where we were going. I wanted to make it effective, but also make sure she got her exercise. But still, uh, I di- I digress. Uh, the Rams barely beating out the Seahawks, which I think is the second time that that's happened this year. The Seahawks played the Seahawks them twice, just, uh, yeah. and played them close. Yeah, twice. they looked awesome, just yeah. hanging in there. Every they were just trading punches. Yeah. All right. So I uh, think it's a Super Bowl preview. That's interesting. I. At the moment, I beg to differ, but playoffs will obviously dictate how things roll out there. Uh, next up on your hashtags. Uh, hashtag lucky horseshoe. 
The Colts? Yep, Colts. Oh, I'm so smart. Uh, <laughs> yeah, dude, the Colts is showing up, and the Jags looking pretty sad as of late. Like, what's going – can we – I know we're supposed to talk about the Colts, my uh, bad. Uh, Andrew Luck loves his tight ends. I think, what was it, three tight ends had a score today? Or, mm-hmm. I know Ebron had two, and then he had another tight end that wasn't Jack Doyle because I picked up Jack Doyle for my fantasy oh, team, but Jack, Jack Doyle didn't get anything. But it's like he loves Jack Doyle, so that was my mm-hmm. thought process there. It was like, hey, throw to your best friend. Um, but, yeah, the, the Jaguars fall from grace. I don't think Jalen Ramsey's been playing that bad this year. I think it's just the fact that you have an inept offense that's run by Blake Bortles, and then uh, Leonard Fournette's been hurt most mm-hmm. of the year. He's finally come back, turned it on. But, yeah, it's the defense isn't bad, but the defense isn't like what it was last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they've had Col- Colvin missing in the slot. They've had injuries all across the board. I think I believe, Smith has missed some time, I believe too. A.J. Bouye might have been out today as well. I'm not 100% sure because I didn't watch a ton of that game. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I, it's a... I'm, I think that's a guess. I'm not exactly sure. Um, and so it's just it's tough when you don't have a guy that can get over consistently 250 yards that you can trust that he can get there. I mean, not even 250, right? Like you just need yeah. a solid 200 from Blake Bortles, 200 and a tutty, maybe throw one interception, but no more than two interceptions and then keep the steady run diet. That's what that's what the success was for the Jacksonville Jaguars last year. And they've just been unable to duplicate it this year, which is crazy. But I mean, at the same time, it's like you give teams a year to to take a look at what was working and you know what what clearly doesn't work with Blake Bortles so it's about how can we shift and take away what works and shift them back towards what doesn't work so do you feel that Jacksonville in the last two years has been the team that has misutilized the talent that they have I think Jacksonville is literally Jacksonville is one of those teams where it's like we look at them and it's a it's a pretty average wide receiving core like Didi Westbrook not not anything that's going to be like you know blow the doors off I know Marquise Lee just got hurt this year he's big for him last year they have one other wide receiver that I'm blanking out on um, um they got Moncrief yeah yeah they have they have one more too um gosh the I'm, other guy that that should always be scoring it it's I like it from a fantasy perspective because you don't know which one's going to score yeah but yeah, it, it's this, always the it's always the opposite one but uh, that, that Didi, was Moncrief and geez, who's he? Oh, uh, Cole. Cole, yes. Okay, so that's what I'm saying. It's not the best wide receiving core, but it's not the worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think you could definitely do something with it. You just have an inept quarterback. Like, you don't that's, have a I should have worded it better. Do you believe that the decisions that go with Blake Bortles the last two years and Coughlin coming in there and, I mean, with the defense that they had, did they blow it just sticking with Blake? Well, last year was an aberration, so it wasn't, it wasn't like – Nobody saw that coming. Nobody saw. I don't even think Blake Bortles saw him playing as well as he did, uh, but he did. And then he kind of we're riding that wave into this year, which it's clear. Like you look at the sample size for Blake Bortles, and it's not a quarterback that can win you games. It's not. He's he's not even a game manager. Like uh, you know, he really isn't. It's a guy that you that falls behind, and then you force him to throw a lot, and he throws interceptions. It's just, I thought Blake Bortles. Blake Bortles, to me, was Peterman before Peterman er- arrived. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we saw Nathan Peterman, and we looked at Blake Bortles, and we're just like, you know what? Maybe there's something right there with him. But we've had this discussion before, if not with you, with John or Flan. Quarterbacks is you only have five or six elite quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So when you find one that's pretty average, you want to hold on to it because you think, all right, I can weather the storm with this guy. I just need to surround him with talent. No, it's a, it's a really good point. And it's easy for us to criticize when somebody with their job on the line, they find somebody that's consistent. It's hard to let that go and be like, where can I, where can I find somebody like that? But you also need to realize like there's a difference between consistently good, consistently bad, consistently mediocre. Like for a while, Philip Rivers was in the between the good and mediocre Whereas like Bortles has constantly hung out between mediocre and bad. So it's like I'm willing to wager more on Phillip Rivers because you see now that this team finally has it together 
and and you know, unfortunately it comes with the Chiefs balling out. Mm-hmm. But the the Chargers finally getting it together um in what's probably like the swan song, you know, the final the final last years here of Philip Rivers. Um but it's just like you yeah, you can't expect that from from Bortles. They should have they should have either drafted a quarterback or went out and got another. Right, one. and it's it's just the whole just fans, people that are online, um, just all the things. Everybody could tell that Blake wasn't getting the job done, and for some reason that just made them dig deeper and deeper. Is Chad Henney still the backup in Jacksonville? Uh, no, it's um oh god the Browns guy that he came in a couple weeks ago too. Kessler. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, that that in itself is why you will not win. Uh, you do not have. A uh, Teddy was there the whole time. Teddy yeah, Bridgewater. Yeah, like, you could have traded for him. No I, assets. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's strange. I just shake my head when I think about that. All right, last hashtag that you got. Uh, hashtag student becomes the teacher. Ooh, Rabel. Ah, I was gonna say. Yeah. All right, so for that, okay, one more time. Can you pronounce Titans for me? Oh yeah, Titans. Oh god, it's so <laughs> funny. Um, just the double T. Uh, speaking of that game. Did you hear what Dion Lewis had to say after the game? Yeah, and I saw the Twitter post, too. Hell yeah, it's personal. That's what happens when you go <laughs> cheap. You get your ass kicked. All right. Hold the phone. Hold the horses. Or hold your horses, which is really just telling you to be stable. But it's just like, uh, relax, okay? So for anybody that missed out, the Patriots got whooped today. They just got their ass kicked. 34-10, to 10, the Titans put it on the Patriots. This game was in Tennessee. It was against... Vrabel, who's been a, a lifelong Patriot for, well, li- lifelong. Um, and <laughs> it's just not a game that the Patriots have to have to get up for, but there were a couple guys on the Titans who were definitely getting up for this game. Mm-hmm. Malcolm Butler, mm-hmm. uh, Deion Lewis. So, the, you know, and then, of course, Vrabel, form, being a former Patriot, this game meant more to the Titans than it did the Patriots. And I'm telling you, in three weeks from now, this game will not matter. This game on the, it's good for the Titans because I think you're on a two, three game winning streak now. Let me go back to week number, week number nine. They won. They beat yeah, the Chargers. No, right. they no, they beat the Cowboys on Monday night, right, and, then, the and then going back to week eight. I don't think they had a game. They they, yeah, on. they had the bye, and then they were in London, right, the week before for Chargers. Is it that they beat Chargers? They lost five? to the Chargers in London by one oh, point. They had the bye, okay. and then they've won their last two games. Oh, so but it's just like, that game too. let's take a look. Who do the Titans play next week? Uh, they play the Colts. So this is this is a team that's gonna, and I'm gonna remember this from my power rankings. I'm not impressed by the Tennessee Titans. This is a very, this is a mediocre team. This is a team that is destined to go eight and eight, nine and seven. Uh, Marcus Mariota constantly hurt. Always, always questionable to return. He could be in the game, but he's still questionable to return. You know, I, I want to go back to with Dion Lewis. Uh, Sorry, did go you ahead. See, yeah. Did, yeah, did you see what he did on Twitter? With no, the, what did the he descent? do? On, what did he do on Twitter? He had the. It, how do you pronounce it? Do you pronounce it GIF or JIF? I say GIF. That's what I say GIF too. Okay. So uh, GIF he, is the peanut butter, right? <laughs> and so um, he put the one of Fifty Cent in the. Is it a lowrider? I'm not a car person. Oh, when he pulls right. up and he just kind of smirks and then drives yeah. off. Yeah. And okay. So for me, it's like I I'm really excited where the Texans are, or Texans, uh, where Tennessee is going. I was gonna say the Titans. Or the Titans. <laughs> the Titans. Um, I'm really excited where they're going, but like you can't post that and be like you'd rather be on that team compared to the Patriots and like you're in no, a better situation. That is like, false. And it was yeah. confusing to see what is is that what you were implying that you're you're in a better spot? Like yeah, you're getting the carries, but I mean you're gonna you're not gonna get a a buy like the Patriots are like they got they are. paid too. Yeah, no, right? you know what it is 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 have fun winning this game in Week Ten, and then have fun 
driving back up to New England to meet them in either the wild card round or the divisional round, and then tell me if you're still going to keep that same energy in come postseason right. time when you got to play in New England because wh- that's what's going to happen. And what exactly do you have to be mad about? You were consistently hurt, and they waited for you. They were patient, and they integrated you right back into the offense. They did a lot for your career, as, as ugly as the business side was. They, I mean, they made him. They put him on the map as a pass catching back. <laughs> he's just salty, man. Some yeah. people is just salty. You gotta sprinkle some extra seasoning on there, cause he's salty as all hell. So that'll do it for your hashtags. Yeah, you have any more, lad? I can improvise and come up with one. Um, hashtag oh no for Oakland, cause it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Yeah, Lifeless. it just it does, and it's like you can't even register a touchdown. Um, also, shout out to Bill. Uh, because Billy brought it up to me, um, the the Buccaneers they lost to the Redskins sixteen to three. So uh, shoot, what what would be a good hashtag for that? Hashtag whole lot of nothing because the Buccaneers put up I believe five hundred and ten yards of offense is what he said, yep. and they only registered a field goal, which is absolutely insane. Here it is. Can you explain how Tampa gained 501 yards today and scored three points? The Saints had 512 and scored 51. That's got to be a record. No team's gotten 500-plus yards and only only managed a single field goal. So shout-out to Bill for giving me that. I don't know if that's a real stat or not, but uh, hashtag a whole lot of nothing. I mean, it's bad when the coach comes out and he says, I don't know why today was like, yeah, I took over play calling. Like he admitted he was the one that took over the play calling, and I was like, I don't know how you make it through tomorrow how they don't fire him after that. Because the offense didn't seem like it was the problem the last couple of weeks. All right, and then my last one, uh, again, thank you so much for bringing this hashtag into my life because it has changed things on on, on a spiritual level. (laughs) But hashtag breezes! They they, they won 51-14 today over the – I got so excited I lost track. Uh, (laughs) Drew Brees, 22-25 for 265 yards and three tutties. Mic drop. I think the only quarterback that had a better week was Big Ben, all right? And Big Ben had such a great week because I left him on my bench. But we'll get to that later. Uh, but, yeah, shout out to Drew Brees. This guy, I'm telling you, people, I am telling you, he's just a winner. He, he's, he, he racks up the stats. He wins games. He'll get you to where you need to be. It wasn't his fault. He didn't always have a defense that was there to hang, hang tight with him. But he's got a running game. He's got lots of weapons to play with. And, and by the way, defense is stepping up this year. Oh, oh, and we forgot about Sean Payton, too. There's just so many things that are coming together for Drew Brees right now, and that's not taken away from his greatness because I don't want people to come back and be like, oh, well, Jeff, he's got all these things working for him. It's just, no. Drew Brees takes all those things and, through divine intervention, makes them holy, all right, and just unbeatable. I'm sure they'll lose a game eventually and people will be able to jump down my throats because, you know, or jump down my throat. And you forgot the backhanded compliment that people always like to do with Drew Brees. He's the greatest short quarterback Man, get ever. Get the fuck out of here, alright? Yeah, right? He's one of the greatest I'm not listening to that, alright? The man's come back from a, basically his shoulder was pronounced dead by uh, by the Dolphins and we found out that was wrong, but it's just like what what a career. I mean, they put that game away right at the, oh. in the first half. I mean, it, I think they showed the drive charts like touchdown, 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 touchdown. They showed the punter after the game and he was joking around about how he didn't even care. I have have one more. I'm not disregarding you. Sorry, I just thought of this. That's why I started smiling. My last hashtag will be hashtag a star is not born. Uh, The Dallas Cowboys won tonight, Sunday Night Football, 27-20 over the Philadelphia Eagles, uh, bringing both teams' records to 4-5. and Dak Prescott, 26-36 for 270 and a touchdown. Shout-out to Zeke, 151 yards and a touchdown. So 
the the Cowboys played well tonight, but I think we need to realize. Uh, let's take a look at the Eagles and how bad they played. Carson Wentz, 32 of 44, 362 touchdowns, one interception. Uh, your leading receiver was Zacherts with 14 receptions for 145 yards, and then a drop-off. You got five to Aguilar, f- four to Jeffrey, f- three to Matthews, three to Smallwood. It's just, defense did not play well at all for them um, in this game. And you take a look at the standings and where they're at. Uh, the NFC East is a joke once again this year. The Giants are out of it. The Redskins barely managing to hold on. It's going to be one of those things where Philly and, and Dallas are battling back and forth for whoever's going to come up in the sixth or fifth or sixth spot in the playoffs. So Dallas might make the playoffs, but don't let this team fool you. This is not a team that's going to be destined to make a deep playoff run. This is this, the frauds. I'm, I'm with you. I'm just excited for the eventual uh, countdown to a Dak Prescott payday. Because Jerry's going to be like, we won the division with him. That's well, crazy. It's, yeah. it's a fra- yeah. We don't need the franchise tag. Jerry needs about three more wins from Dak Prescott, Dak Prescott to justify how much they're going to pay him. Uh, there. What was Cooper's stat line? Because at one point I saw he had five catches for 11 yards. Cooper. Cooper. Oh, Amari Cooper. I was yeah. Like, Who are you talking? Cooper Cup. What? Wrong game. <laughs> uh, six receptions, 75 yards. Oh, wow. So he did yeah. get some yardage. So he's working oh, yeah. in there. there good for good for Amari. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, last one, just because we're seeing it up on the TV. I don't have a hashtag for it, but, dude, the Browns showing up and beating the Falcons today, 28-16. to 16. Uh, <laughs> Hashtag Dirty Birds, maybe? Or Bird Down? Instead Hasht- of Bird Up, Bird Down. So. If, I, if I was more wittier, I'd have something with Freddie Kitchens. Hashtag Baker in the kitchen. I don't know. Because, yeah, I mean, once he took over play calling for offensive, he may have been with Hugh Jackson, Todd Haley, Freddie Kitchens, who learned under Bruce Arians, may be the best offensive line in that room. Which I. I and he's got to answer to Greg Williams. Yep. Triple uh, G. God. Oh, man. But, yeah, I mean, great, great for the fans. I mean, it was a home win. It's good for it's, Cleveland. Yeah, it's great when they're winning at home. I don't know how many more wins you're going to get this year, but, geez, the Atlanta Falcons looking real inept right now. I don't know what's going on with them. That's, like, my favorite word right now. It's not even the word of the day. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't, I'm not exactly sure what's going on with this team. Um, Julio scored again, which is good. Yeah, back-to-back like, weeks. Yeah, Julio, seven receptions, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Austin Hooper, 10 receptions for 56 yards and a touchdown. Hooper's developed into a really nice tight end. Mohamed Sanu, senior, uh, <laughs> six receptions, 47 yards. Calvin Ridley, three receptions, 37 yards. Like, they did a good job of spreading the ball around. It's just... They're, they're just... Their defense can't... They're like almost like the Bucs. They just can't make consistent stops. Baker Mayfield, 17 to 20 for 216 and three touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. But Nick Chubb, 20 carries, yeah. 176 yards and a touchdown. <laughs> Ran all over the Atlanta Falcons. I take credit because I traded Chubb in the league, so I feel that's what that's what. You're, you're welcome. Yeah, you're welcome. there you go. I've released you from the bonds of my team, so now you're free to go out and perform. All right, well that'll do it for hashtag hysteria. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna put some uh, we got we got a we got a funeral to attend real quick and then we will we will roll back through with the funny. Okay, so you hear the music, you know what that means. Another week has come, and more teams have left us behind. Uh, it is time to to pay our respects and put these teams to rest. Uh, Mateo, if you can remember from last week, we officially laid the Bills, the Raiders. The Browns, the Giants, and the Cardinals all RIP'd them, threw some dirt on them. They're, they're dead. They're gone. There's a possibility that there could be a zombie rising, but not, not very likely. Um, not so much from either one of the Cardinals or the Bills. Um, Matt Barkley was a zombie. 
No, he led them to victory today. So don't you <laughs> watch your mouth, he came sir. Back from the dead. All right, but other teams that we have to put down to rest. Uh, the team that lost to the Bills today, the New York Jets. It's just it's over. The season's over. It started out so promising, and that was our fault for taking the bait. Watching Darnold after he threw that pick six against the Lions, and then bounced back and just proceeded to throw all over him. It's been a struggle this year. They don't have anybody to protect him on the line. Um, I, the receiving core is pretty it's, meh, it's you know. Everywhere, yeah. The everywhere Jets. they seem to be missing somebody. The good news is though is that the Jets, you found your quarterback. Now you just need to build around him. You need to protect the quarterback and get guys who can go get the quarterback, and then you slowly work on getting those um, auxiliary pieces on the outside to to help him out. And nothing's better than two New York teams being terrible. God, it's, it's just, great. It's it's, a, it's just you hear the calls, and and I thought I would be angry about things with the Niners and Raiders. I'm like, I, that's a whole n- another level of anger. Right at this point, it's just kind of like it's uh you're just like meh, all right. As a Bay Area anger is like meh, all right. We expected mm-hmm. this is disappointing. How can we look at the positive, or how can we pull out some positive things here? You go to New York sports media and. Set fire to everything. They're, they they knew that their teams were going to be sorry this year, and they're still pissed off. It's going to be yeah. It's going to be great. You're going to call her in tomorrow, and he'll be like, I don't get why Lincoln. Why can't we get Lincoln Riley? Let's just fire Todd. And if we get Lincoln, we can have him now. Get Everyth- him on a plane. Everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Uh, next up on the list uh, that we're putting to rest would be the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay. And just after today, when you sc- when you put up 500 yards and you only get three points. Fitz Magic, that's gone. It's dead. It's done. Jameis Winston, you don't trust him. You don't have a quarterback. You got nice pieces on the outside in Evans and Deshaun Jackson and aging Deshaun Jackson. And Godwin, too, I think is another wide receiver yeah, they have. So you have O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. Like, there's weapons there, and you just can't do anything with it on the offensive side. Defense is looking pretty abysmal, too. Uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, rest in peace. And I'm sure Fitz Magic will be back like Jason or Freddie with some team in two or three years coming off the bench. I was going to say, if anything, it ain't happening this year. He might have yeah. one or two more games where he just lights it up, but that'll just be to that, – that's just putting on, on tape. So when he goes into contract negotiations, he'll just be like, look, I'm capable of doing this. And then all the other teams are going to be like, yeah, but you are you really do this a lot. You're capable of this, but this is what you are. Uh, next up, and the, uh, the last team that we will put to rest this episode, the Detroit Lions. Uh, it's It's bad. It's bad in Detroit. There's a lot there. Matt Stafford just – amazing to me how – Matt Stafford, I don't know if he's overrated, but like he's had a lot of weapons there, and they've just never panned out. on Johnson hurt his ankle, came back in the game, and he, and he managed to score a touchdown. Uh, Galladay didn't do much. Uh, Marvin Jones didn't do much. Yeah, you know, it's the, the Lions. You you go ahead and talk about the Lions. I don't have much to say about Patricia. <laughs> I mean, with Patricia and Vrabel, there were two guys I kind of thought were going to be frauds going in, and Vrabel's proving me wrong. But I just I, I never got it with with Patricia at all. What the appeal was? I mean, really bright guy off the field. Um, but geez, his defense was shredded last year, consistently shredded. And when he's attacking reporters, yeah, <laughs> <for their> about <laughs> about professionalism, like right. get, a, get a grip. And then, and yeah, then, and you get slapped by the Bears. Uh, the Patriots thing though is like we're gonna give up all this all the yardage between the twenties, mm-hmm. and then we're gonna we're gonna fend you off there. So those are the three teams that we put to rest as we uh, bring that segment to a close i am not giving up on this though the 49ers are very close one foot in the grave if you lose to the giants tomorrow night on monday night football i am completely uh i'm completely we're, we're putting the niners they're mulling the, out of the grave yeah well, i'm mullins on them uh on them figuring something out i Our, think 
nine and seven is completely. Uh, it's it's not. I mean, I I joked around with it with uh, with Flan and John, <laughs> but it's not it's not completely out of the realm of possibility. But I'm Mullins on the fact that he could definitely get them some wins. But the Niners are so close; they're knocking on death's door with this I mean, season. We still got two games against Seattle. If the Rams are playing for a one seed, the Rams may actually have to play a competitive game again. Last uh, last game of the year, uh, Bears are also on the schedule. I mean, it's it's fun. I mean, you could bury J- uh, Nick Boza for us. I mean, no, well, yeah, your chances again both are uh, gone, but you, you have, Raiders. but now you have not one, not two, but three quarterbacks on your team in Garoppolo, Bethard, and Mullins. I now. heard on the leaving here on my way home last week, I somehow because I've got serious, I ended up with the New York. Oh, humble and, brag. Yeah, humble brag. I've got, I've got, I've got satellite radio. Everybody, <laughs> um, they were talking about in the New York market about of how they would be happy if they had Nick Mullins. And I was like, God, <laughs> I guess this goes back to the point of New York media and New York say, fan base. I would take Mullins over Eli Manning. But yeah. with that being said, you also need somebody who could drop the plays for Nick Mullins, and that's what the Niners have. Yeah, and, so. that's, and that's the exciting part is getting a, a good feel because they're, they do have major questions as for the backup quarterback with Garoppolo coming off a serious injury to see if you invested a third rounder, you traded up for C.J. Beathard. I mean, if Mullins outplays him, are you just going to discard a guy that was a third-round pick and hand-selected by Kyle, too? That reminds me of the meme where it's the guy walking with the girl, and he's looking back at the other girl that walks <laughs> by. So the girl that's walking by is Nick Mullins. The guy looking back is the Giants. And then you've got Eli Manning. Actually, really, the whole Manning family there because that's witchcraft <laughs> just that they've done there. a bunch of Manning faces. Yeah, just, mm, just a bunch of Eli faces. Why don't they like him anymore? So, all right, that'll do it for the uh, rest in peace portion of the show. We've, we've put them to sleep. Um, Thank you for trying. We'll enjoy watching your lifeless bodies go out there and tank for the rest of the season. All right, moving on. It is now time to uh, bring some life back into the show. And I do believe uh, it's time for return of the Fantasy Football Fanatic. It's time. It's time. I'm glad we got a second run. Well, you know, you did a good job. So without further ado, it's time for Fantasy Football Fanatic. Mateo, first down. Uh, Let's start Thursday Night Football. Your guy, Big Ben. Oh, 45 points. 45, all sitting on my bench, and I still managed to pull out the victory this week in the cohort sports report. That also led to me on, was it was it Thursday night or Friday night you were hitting me up about Aaron Rodgers' passer rating, that I was actually researching passer rating? Yeah, no, that was Friday morning. <laughs> that was our Twitter exchange. Yeah. I had to jump on. Uh, Mateo decided to come at me because I made a comment about how Aaron Rodgers wasn't on my the list. My guy. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. All right. Next so, yeah, up. were you expecting that against Carolina? Hell no. I left him on the bench. Yeah. That's why. But you know what? It's also shout out to you, Big Ben, because I saw that coming. If I started you, you wouldn't have put up 44 points. And so that, you're welcome. And after that performance, he plays Jacksonville next week. Uh, yeah, he's probably going to be st- set in my lineup uh, with the way Jacksonville and the way uh, Luck went down the field on them. I feel pretty good with Roethlisberger. Or, with my luck, he'll throw three picks <laughs> and they'll lose the game. So, it's a total crapshoot with Big Ben. Uh, we'll move on. Corey Davis, he had 25 points. He finally got the breakout game that everybody's been talking to. But he's a titan. He's he's a titan. He's a titan. Uh, 30 per, he was at 30% target. I mean, his target shares are insane how much uh, Mariota just peppers him with Really football, loves him. So he finally did it. Uh, also, back, you know, he might uh, coming off the out of the grave, David Johnson. 37 points. Back from the dead. Yeah, back from the dead. Shouts out to David Johnson. Yeah, that wrist did. is doing just fine. Got lots of cranking working in the offseason. Yeah. They're working on it. The part that I really enjoyed, seven receptions for 85 yards. They trailed for most of the game, and they, they've talked about for the last two weeks they want to involve them in the passing game, and they they, they did it. I'm so, saying, man. I didn't believe it. Arizona was sneaky in that game against Kansas yeah, City. I don't so. know if you saw the touchdown that Rosen threw to him, but it was a nice nice throw. No, I didn't. I was too busy watching Tyreek Hill's uh, cameraman celebration. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, speaking of Tyreek Hill, 32 points. 20 rushes, uh, 20 rushing yards, seven receptions, 117, two touchdowns. The cheetah. 
Yeah, I thought Patrick Peterson would cause him issues, but no. No, no that, nope, man, that man is good. That, that is a very, very good football player. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure he's faster than Juju and A.B., but I'm not willing to put him as the best receiver in the game yet just because of the way A.B. is able to separate himself off the line. Like, that's footwork and speed. You watch Tyreek Hill, I feel like it's all speed. Jalen Ramsey agrees with you. Yeah. Um, You know, your favorite uh, Twitter personality, Mitchell Trubisky. Oh, kissing titties, Mitch. Yeah, kissing titties. 42 points, four total touchdowns. That man is insane right now. Mitchell Trubisky, I hope he's got all these games DVR'd because I don't know if we're ever going to see Mitchell Trubisky play like this again. It's been, yeah, I mean, at the start of the year, he didn't look like he could locate a football anywhere. And now (laughs) it's just, especially with the rushing, he's got sustainable value as a fantasy quarterback. He's got just as good, if not better, numbers than Cam Newton. And Cam Newton's being discussed as an MVP possibility. And I'm just like, show some respect to Trubisky right now. And even better, you got a healthy Allen Robinson back. He had two touchdowns. Woo! Um, and at, uh, last but not least, Aaron Jones finally had a breakout game. 15 carries, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Packers? Yeah, Packers. Okay, I was, gonna be like, yeah, I was trying to they... figure out what jersey he was wearing for a second. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. I know that name. That name sounds familiar. I thought yeah, it was Adam but... Jones. Nope, that's Pac-Man. Never mind. Pac-Man. All right, Aaron uh, Jones, what did he do again? Uh, 145 yards and two touchdowns. Oh, man. I mean, All it right. took them getting rid of uh, Ty Montgomery to the Ravens. It was against the Miami Dolphins. Mm-hmm. I will say this just as an asterisk, but yeah, that's still impressive. Uh, I mean, you know, with that rate, you didn't even need a quarterback back there. You're overrated quarterback. <laughs> you didn't even need him back there in the, in the back. You mean the all-time passer rating? I don't leader? know about, I don't know what you're saying. The the people's goat which is not really true it's not the real goat but it's the people's goat which doesn't make any sense it's you know it's whatever but all right second down uh let's go with down performances uh, jarvis landry makes the list just four points two receptions 22 yards um he hasn't had over 50 yards for the past three games but he's the number one in cleveland Jeez, I my mean, eyes. they're paying him like it god oh god i, I mean, hope he's it. still yelling in those meetings too just talking about <laughs> never no for- days all we gotta play through injury yeah, even if for- you sucking all the shit that he's talked, I mean, his targets have gone down 12, 7, and 5. He played Pittsburgh, Kansas City, and Atlanta. I'm pretty alarmed that he hasn't really popped off. Is he still on pace for 100 catches, 100 or 1,000 yards? That's a good question. That's he's, a sta- he's, that's a- he's like at 500. I believe he's over 500. I was but- going to say, that is a standard <laughs> a standard uh, Jarvis Landry season stat line. Is that it does? I don't know how many touchdowns I have, but it usually averages around 100 catches for a thousand a thousand yards and did they give up a draft pick too when they acquired him i i believe so on top of that not 100 percent sure because again my team is the steelers man i was just laughing at the browns this entire offseason i'm sorry all right next up on the on the underperforming list well we just mentioned them the bucks passing game (laughs) a lot of volume a lot of yards just everything yeah i mean evans uh oj howard jackson 51 yards for evans 15 yards for howard 67 for jackson uh, you just don't know if you're playing one of the quarterbacks. I mean, he mentioned that Winston could potentially start next week. That's uh, nuts. That's, uh, you got two quarterbacks, you got none. But if you have three quarterbacks like the Niners, you're okay. <laughs> so, you know, that's just in case one gets hurt, and then then you fall into the quarterback dilemma. But, you know, three's, three's company. So, next up on the underperformers list. Uh, we'll finish with James White and Tom Brady. Ooh, the Patriots. Yeah, Patriots. Seven points. Uh White always holds his value in PPR, five receptions, 31. But you thought with them trailing that he would have a chance to at least rack up a couple more catches. He was pulled in the third quarter uh, at the start of the third. Him and Brady both were benched. Really? Yeah, they pulled everybody. That's interesting. Yeah, smart coach. I mean, I didn't watch that game. I just saw the score and I was like, wow, that yeah. was a shocker. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. That smart game. coach. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, we watched Cam. Cam still was out there, and they're yeah. what are, were they down like four touchdowns? That was ridiculous. Like Cam's yeah. out there, five minutes left in the game, just taking or just trying to run off whatever he can. Um, did Brady? Brady caught a 
of pass in that game, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Mm. Oh, that how was How much magical. is a pass? Or how many yards is a pass? Gosh, I want to say he had nine yards because he stumbled. He, oh, he, should yeah, have he didn't first... even get you the full point. No, yeah, he, Tom Brady, underperformer. He caught it like how it, the ball kind of like just stayed up there. And I was like, oh, my God, are we going to get a Super Bowl moment? Then he caught it. And then as he was going, nobody around him, he started stumbling. I was like, oh, my God. He just tripped on his own feet. Yeah, he, he, looks like, he looks like when he wears his cleats with his socks, he looks like he's got ankle weights on. It's just kind of weird. He really does. He might have to triple that. kiss his son next week. <laughs> Maybe that'll make him run, run better know, after the catch. Keep it on there for an extra second. Suck as much of that soul out of there as you can. Get that youthful usefulness back yeah. out there. All right, number three. Or, I mean, third down. What are we doing third in third down. down? Injuries. Injuries. That's never good. But who got hurt this week? The main one, Cooper Cup. Oh, that's... So gritty. Uh, it's unfortunate. I know. It's a tough one. Uh, torn ACL, it looks oh, like. Oh, really? And that's non-contact, too. Like, he was just going to yeah, cut. Yeah, just, yep. And oh, just, my. It's just one of those things. Um, I think we saw it with Grant, uh, one of the special teams slash receivers for the Dolphins. He had yep. an Achilles injury. And, yeah, did you rush him back? I mean, it's easy to question now. but oh, God, It's crazy how, it how muscular these guys are, and yet they're so fragile mm -hmm. given certain, certain plays or certain movements on the field. Yeah, so he was just the major one. Uh, no more injuries after that? Just that one? Nothing that else that I really found relevant. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, nobody really, really got hurt, no. so that's good. That's good, except for Cooper Cove, which we feel bad for. And it's not injury. Um, James Conner, we, we might finally end this soap opera. Oh, so we're going okay. to fourth down Le'Veon. now. Uh, no, this is part of third oh, down. Okay, part I, of third yeah, down. There wasn't really too many major injuries. I'll loop the what's going on off the field into it. Off the field, off-field drama is just as bad as an injury. That's how you I don't feel. want it. Yeah. You either don't have a running back, or you have two running backs. With, uh, if Le'Veon comes back, that guy's amazing. <laughs> James Conner, what he's doing right now is unprecedented. He's double. He's he's got better numbers than Le'Veon through ten game or nine games at this point in the season compared to last year. And Le'Veon had had more touches, less touches, more production from Conner. It's amazing how it's worked out. As um, our Steelers fanatic, are you ready for this to finally end? The drama? Yeah, yeah, it's whatever. You know, we'll get to that towards the end. But um, all right, fourth down. Uh, let's take a look at what's going on for next week um, for quarterbacks. If Jameis, if Jameis starts, I like Jameis. There's just so much volume in that offense. They're always passing. Of they course, have to throw. They have to throw, and you're at risk for an in-game benching. Uh, you know, Dak makes the list. He plays Atlanta. We just saw the game Baker had. Ugh, uh, Marcus Mariota, he plays Indy. That should be a shootout. So that's another quarterback that did I like. Did you say Marcus Mariota is going to be in a shootout? Yeah. The Marcus Mariota is going to be a shootout throwing see, the ball six see, yards down the field at a time. Did you see the stat line he put up? He had two two touchdowns, and then he rushed for one. <laughs> that's a standard 20, Marcus Mariota. 27 points. He's back good. on the map. And he's got Corey Davis. He's got Taylor. He's got Mike Vrabel. Yeah, he's, like, he's got Vrabel. He's good to go. He's got Deion should, Lewis. Vrabel yeah. caught a couple touchdowns. <laughs> he did, actually. Yeah. Yeah. He could, he could put him out there. Anybody else on fourth down? Uh, let's throw out uh, Rashard Penny from the Seahawks. Okay. Uh, Chris Carson's out. They're on a short week. He had 108 yards, a touchdown. Um, it's nice to see a team utilizing the first-round pick. For some reason, uh, Pete Carroll's been using Mike Davis, old Niner. Um, Chris Carson, there's been this just roulette at running back, and I just don't get it. You invested a first-round pick in this dude. He's pro He produced when he got an opportunity. He should start. <laughs> Anybody else on fourth down? Uh, you know, handcuffs aren't just for bedrooms. They're for oh. fantasy football. Oh, my goodness. I know. Oh, my God. What, what are the handcuffs for? Uh, Running backs. We're pa we're getting past our bye weeks. Yeah. No, you can keep talking. No, no, uh, sorry. I, I like the music, though. Oh, okay. You want the music? Yeah, Hold well, on. There we go. We got oh, it back. my music's back. Okay, he's back. He's yeah. back. Back better than ever. All yeah. right. Let's talk about handcuffs. Right. Get <laughs> back, excited. Back to the handcuffs. Yeah. Right. I need the music for the handcuffs. The, handcuffs aren't just for the bedroom, but apparently this song is. Uh, <laughs> what, are, what are we going with the handcuffs for? Getting past the byes. Running backs. Um, If you've got... Uh, not Kamara. Kamara, I'm, I'm assuming somebody's got Ingram, but um, Spencer Ware is probably still out there for the Kareem Hunt owners. Um, 
Connor, if Bell's out, I mean, Samuel's definitely playable. Connor ended up with a concussion. So they got it 10 days rest, but just in case. And also, I really like Brown from the Rams. If they lock up a bye, mm -hmm. he might be playing week 16 or 17. Mm -hmm. That will coming uh, clutch for your uh, semifinals or, or your finals. If you do a two-week finals, you, you'd want to pick him up. Anybody else on that list? Uh, last name, Josh Reynolds, Rams. Um, he was a fourth-round pick last year. He's 6'3". He runs a 4-5-2. He's just going right into Cooper's cu Cooper Cup's role, and it's similar to like the Bucks quarterback situation. They just pass a lot. There's a ton of volume. Yeah. So he should shoot up the waiver wire. Did you see McVay after the game today? Oh, fuck yeah. Yes, or however yeah you say that's it. a good yeah. millennial coach. Let's fucking coach. go. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what he said. Millennial coach right there. Which is like, can you come up? Can we come up with a better saying than let's go? Like, scream out something different than like, let's go, because you already did. You I, already goed. I guess this transitions perfectly with the fantasy segment. Did you see Jared Goff's tweet to Halle Berry? No, what'd he say? Well, he there was an audible, a clear audible, where he called Halle Berry, Halle Berry, and then she responded on Twitter. I forget what it was, and then he replied it's his favorite play. Oh. Yeah. oh, Jared Goff, pretty heady there. All right, I like that. We'll see. Locked we'll in. Keep them on the list. All right, uh, I'm going to just address this real quick during this segment because uh, the music's got me feeling a certain type of way. Yeah, Le'Veon Bell, so he's probably not coming back this year. Just a heads up to anybody who's got him on your team. Uh, apologies to my girlfriend for telling him or telling her to draft him. Um, it was it was a spur-of-the-moment thing. It was, it was Gurley went one, and I said take Le'Veon two, and I don't think she's forgiven me ever since. But um, with that being said, yeah, it's time to move on from this. Let Le'Veon go where Le'Veon wants to go. He doesn't want to be here anymore. Or, I mean, you know, like if he does want to be here, he wants to be here for the right price. You heard the, you, we read the tweet off earlier. James Conner with the production. Uh, Le'Veon doesn't sign or he doesn't report. He could still be a free agent and go find the money where elsewhere that he wants to go. He's been on the team long enough and he's been franchise tagged enough to where he can actually just walk away from the deal. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but as a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. I can see a future without Le'Veon Bell. And if you had approached me two years ago, even last year, and said that, I would have punched you in the mouth. Even when I started on the podcast, you were pretty adamant, too. That so he was it, coming yeah, back, yeah. But I it's mean, just, I, coming back and that you wanted him back, too. Yeah, and now there's just this general shifting where it's just like, you know, a shout-out to Mike Tomlin who, when he says, we want uh, volunteers, not hostages. You know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense. But uh, at the same time, it's like, you know, we want you to be there. And if you feel like you're not getting your value, okay, you know what, rest up, and we'll just next man up. You know, the Patriots have done it for how long? And as much as I don't like the Patriots themselves, I love the philosophy. So if we're able to make that work in Pittsburgh and we can transition that, because right now, I'm telling you, with the amount of talent that's on this roster, if you go through the phase of Big Ben, Le'Veon, and Antonio Brown, and you don't get a Super Bowl, that's a huge failure. Mm -hmm. If you do it without Le'Veon, that's okay, because then we see that maybe Le'Veon was, you know, Le'Veon's a talent, but he wasn't like the secret to success. But if you don't get this done within the next two years while Big Ben and AB are still on the team, I'm deeming it a complete and utter failure. It was a very entertaining period of football to watch, but you did not get a Super Bowl, which is the end goal, you know? Mm -hmm. So, Le'Veon, if whatever LA fitness you're at shooting hoops, if you're listening to this, there's money in San Francisco. <laughs> there's a lot of money. Yeah, okay. So does Jimmy G's got a lot of money. I wonder if Jimmy G would throw out a couple. He'd be like, you know, an extra five mil, we could bring Le'Veon around. It's all front loaded. We're paying it off this year. Is, is that really what you're doing, Jimmy the, G? Yeah, they, okay. they yeah they front loaded a lot of that That's deal. So it's cool. It's forty million when it, when I finally get to see him on crutches. That's forty million. Yeah. That's a forty million dollar rehab job yeah, right there. Great job. <laughs> all right. Well, that'll do it for the fantasy football segment. Thank you, per usual, Mateo, for that. Um, I think that one went even better than last week. And last week, you set yourself quite a high bar there with how it went. So that's good. Not as long as I hit the bar. 
I don't have to just clear it. As long as I just hit the bar, yeah, at least right. I know. That's yeah, at least not how it works in track and field, but we're, we're, we're talking football. So, it does, you know, yeah. there's no correlation there. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> I'm Cody Parkey then. <laughs> right, yeah. As, long, the, yeah. as long as I'm hitting the bar. As long as you hit the bar, that's what Jesus wants. So, yeah, who are you to question your Lord and Savior? Because you are not going to be remembered as a football podcaster. You are going to be remembered as a soldier of Christ. Uh, man, this shit's too easy, man. All right. Uh, let's move on to Deacon and Geekin. Deacon and Geekin. Uh, but hey, as they say in hockey, let's do that hockey. Let's do that hockey on the Cohort Sports Report. It's time for some hockey talk here on Geekin and Deacon. But if you thought that we were going to be talking about some results... You are sorely mistaken because uh, I don't think either one of us are qualified to talk about the results no. that are going on um, in the NHL right now. But uh, I will say this. Shouts out to uh, Kurt, who is uh, our ho- one of our hockey prognosticators, uh, our hockey analyst, whatever you want to call him, just our hockey, one of our hockey guys who did the name game last week. He sent me some juicy information. Uh, Mateo, we have two things on the docket to talk about for this, uh, for this segment. Which one are you more interested in? Youth hockey in Canada or Ukrainian hockey moms? Ooh. Yeah, let's go with the Ukrainian hockey moms. Ukrainian hockey moms yeah. for $100. No. Uh, okay, so <laughs> anybody that's curious about what's going on, you just go and search, and this is a free plug for them, even though they don't really need it, uh, the Spit and Chicklets uh, Instagram page. So, again, this is from Kurt. Uh, moms of, a play- of players on a under-14 team in the Ukraine did a calendar photo shoot for their kids' wow. team. Wow. And it wasn't, and and when you think calendar shoot, yes, it was a calendar shoot. And these Ukrainian hockey moms are rockets, rockets. Here, I'll send it to you right no, now. I'm looking at it right now. I okay, found it. Yeah. Found it. Yeah. These women are gorgeous. And if I am on the, and even the even the things that has an opposing team ever had more ammo? Yikes! Could you imagine going for a face off and just some kid just weaseling off something about your mom on a hockey calendar? And they're saying it in Ukrainian too, yeah, so it just sounds sound even, even it sounds even mean or more mean, and just because uh, that's how that language sounds. No, no offense to any Ukrainians out there, but it's just like, oh my goodness, yeah, these women are gorgeous, and <laughs> I can't believe they did this. Like, if I was a kid, I think I don't know if I'd be pumped because my mom was looking hot, or I just I think no, I'd be very pissed off because my mom did this. You have to be very mad. You haven't stopped I'm, looking I, at I it. I made the right choice because yeah. I I when you read everything i was like wow that's really where it went that they made a calendar and it's i was like i was also the marketing side of me is like that's brilliant yeah it's, it, it's brilliant. very smart very yeah. smart but you're also gonna have uh, other hockey dads um yep picking up that calendar uh, so that's a little weird uh but yeah i thought that was that i just saw that and he says you could talk about this and i said oh you know it <laughs> uh yes we will for sure talk about that so ukrainian hockey moms are in the news um good for them I don't. I don't you, know. If you gotta like cross check a kid, right? If you're if you're on that team and he talked about your mom, like you'd have to start a fight. I don't care if there's no fighting in that youth league. Yeah, you yeah, say something you about have, my mom, it's on site, bro. Right. On site. We're not. Even, I don't even care if the puck's not dropped yet during warmups. If you chirp out one thing about that calendar, you're catching a two piece before the game. Could you imagine how many refs would sign up for? Or probably just like. Is this the team with the hockey moms? Right, the yeah. They probably rush the sign up. Yeah, they're just like, wait, I get to do that. Yeah, the refs who are covering these or who are doing these games, refing these games, are looking are now going through the schedule and just saying, yes, I get to circle December twelfth because I'll be doing that game with the hot hockey moms. So, but uh, good for them. Yeah. Because uh, yeah, I guess 
the world needs more hot hockey moms. And I'm sure it's helping out the team in terms of financially. They're probably selling a lot of calendars, so very cool. I re- I hope so. Yeah, I hope so. That I would sh- suck. <laughs> I sure I sure hope so. Um, all right, as we continue on, that means that the next story we're going to be taking a look at is uh, youth hockey in Canada. And give me one more second as I filibuster. Uh, the headline that I am reading here is the dispute in Canada are young players employees, right? So mm-hmm. again, just waiting on the internet here because you know. Um, this happens every once in a while where the internet around here just decides to just poop out and just be really, really bad. You're like, it has to be right now. Yeah, it really does. Uh, it's always on Sunday nights and Wednesday nights. Yeah. So that's when it chooses to poop <laughs> out, and it's just like, oh, that's really weird. Okay, so here's the dispute here. Uh, the commissioner of the Ontario Hockey League believes the players are there for the love of the game and should not be paid. It appears the Ontario government agrees. Uh, there's 425 players in the OHL, and they are all to remain amateurs and not become employees regulated by labor legislation. Uh, Minister of Tourism, uh, Culture, and Sport replied to the players, I want you to know that our government is behind, or, or excuse me, said to the league, I want you to know that our government is behind you. Um, so Branch is also the president of the Canadian Hockey League, of which the OHL is a part, along with the Western Hockey League and Quebec Major Junior Hockey League. So that's a whole bunch of acronyms there. Um, he considers major junior players, typically from 16 to 20 years old, student-athletes, although they're technically not going to school. Um, or at least I don't – I think they do like a homeschool type of deal. Kurt actually went to went to a, a place like that up in um, – he played a couple places like that up in, in Canada um, – Princeton for the Princeton Posse, and then he also played in Montreal, I believe. Um, wow. Yeah, I just remember his days on the Posse. But yeah, it says uh, if the players were paid the $14 hour minimum wage for a 40-hour work week over an eight-month season, it would cost the OHL about $8 million a year. So there's no way minor league hockey's generating that much money. I don't care yeah, how popular that it is in Canada. Question. Yeah, You know what's a challenge to you pro hockey players out there? Step up and donate some money. <laughs> right. For so that way the 16-year-olds right. can cash out, too. Um, yeah, let them cash out. You'd all play for free. I'm sure there's a million memes about hockey players playing for free. Branch's letter to the uh, – oh, actually, yeah, Branch's – the Commissioner David Branch, blah, blah, blah. He says at the end of this, uh, he wants to work with the Ontario government as his group has in seven other provinces. One of the greatest questions is, when does the game start being fun? When does it start becoming purely a business? And I don't know the answer for that, but I do know that when you look at the players that have had great success that played the game because they love it. I didn't, I didn't read that the right way. But I do know that when you look at players that have had great success, they played the game because they love it. So age-old argument, do you do it for the money, the love of money, or the love of the game? Um, I think these players are doing both. You know, They just want to get a little bit of cash on mm-hmm. the side. What you're looking at here is uh, Canada's version of the NCAA, right? It's like, how are we going to solve this dispute? And I don't think Canada has an answer to it, much like we don't have an answer to it. Uh, would you pay these players? I would love to see, like you said, what the revenue that's coming in. If there's if there's revenue like it is for NCAA and, and coaches are being paid, then yeah, they should get paid. But but in the general, from what everything you've read to me, no, I can't see it. I, I eight million definitely makes a ton of sense if they had to pay the guys. I believe there's some, there's a lot of games that are played too in like a juniors league, like in in one of those um, seasons. There's like something from like forty to sixty games, I do believe. Uh, so. You know, even if you were just playing, paying guys, you know, like 20 bucks a game, like just give them something like they do in uh, college. I know that college programs do this where they go, not that they're paying for players. They do that in college, yes. But what the what they'll do um, is like, let's say Berkeley is traveling to Arizona State and they're staying in Tempe, right? 
So mm-hmm. Berkeley, each one of those guys gets a nightly stipe or a daily stipend for food. So they'll probably be tossed twenty bucks and they'll say, You go have lunch with this, you know, and then be back for team meetings or something like that. So if there's a way that you could work that out with the players, uh, I think that would work and I think that would work with the NCAA too, if you give them a stipend, like a weekly stipend of just like Hey, here you go. It doesn't need to be a ton of money. No, or their moms can just get together and make a calendar. That's true. Right? That maybe, is true. Uh, Canada, is. start drawing some inspiration from your uh, cross-Atlantic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I guess cross-Pacific if we're going to go the other way. Is, is Kurt still up? Can you send him a message? Just a yes or no answer. I'm curious what his opinion would be since he's been through this. Yeah, right. Should youth <laughs> players sell hockey calendars for money? <laughs> Should youth hockey players... No, I was going to ask him what he thought of just a yes or no if he thinks they should be paid since it's uh, he, since he's been through it, right? Should youth hockey players be paid? Just a question mark there. And we'll get that response in about three hours. So, uh, yeah, as I said, we'll, we'll <laughs> he'll see. Turn all the, he'll come back into the garage, turn on the mic. Say, like, he says yes. Yeah, his, I was going to say, Jana, his wife, had sent me a Snapchat probably just about their evening drive, which I love getting those, Jana. Um, but, yeah, so that is uh, our portion of hockey coverage there. I, I think we, we tried. We tried really hard. Yeah, I felt we gave it a good go. Yeah, but so shout out to Ukrainian hockey moms and then uh, youth hockey in Canada. Definitely paid those kids, although it's a lot easier for me to say mm-hmm. from behind this mic. Uh, like I, I think like Mateo and I had the the idea before. We'd have to take a look at the spreadsheet and come up with a nice yeah. percentage to give to those guys. Because at the end of the day, it'd be like when you're playing HQ. If you ever played that mobile game mm-hmm. show, it's like yeah, you're coming up with 86 cents. Like yes, <laughs> hey, it adds up though. Yep. It adds up. All right. So from hockey talk to now basketball yeah. talk. Full court press here on the Cohort Sports Report. And much like last segment, Mateo, I have a couple of different things that we could talk about here. I am going to pose them to you, even though you already hinted uh, in between transitions there what you want to talk about. We have uh, Jimmer Fredette balling out in China. Jimmy Butler being traded, or Carmelo Anthony out in Houston? Question mark. Uh, let's go with Jimmer Fournette. Oh, okay. So yeah. we're gonna start out with Jimmer for a hundred dollars. No. Um. All right. So Jimmer Fredette balled out in China today. Don't know if anybody woke up to that news. Uh, I think he had what seventy-one points, seventy-five. Yeah, seventy-five. Seventy-five points. He put up like close to fifty shots. Absolutely stupid. I'm, look- <laughs> I'm looking. Did he for really? St- yeah, I'm looking for a stat Holy line right shit. now. I saw a video of it on SportsCenter earlier today. It was at the. It's like when you get in the gym, it, when you're playing pickup and you're just throwing up shots and they just everything falls. Fifty shots. Right. Yeah. I want to see. I want to see if I can find his stat line. Why aren't we? His internet. That that really changes it because I saw the photo. It was just seventy-five, and I was like, "Holy crap!" Jimmer's going off, and now that you put out of fifty shots, I was like, "Oh my god!" Oh, I know. You got to look at the volume. Yeah, jeez. Scores forty in the fourth quarter. So he wasn't even having that great of a game to begin. Actually, yeah, he was. He had (laughs) thirty-five points in three quarters. He was having a terrific game. That's. Oh man. Uh, yeah, so, and they lost, which I think is crazy. They lost 137 to 136. He had 40 points in the fourth quarter. Uh, so far over in uh, China, he's averaging 38 three points a game, 38.3 points a game with 3.9 steals. Um, I don't, yeah, dude, some of these highlights are just ridiculous. Dude's just. Carmelo's coming for your record right now. <sighs> if it is, I don't even know if it's a record for your 75. That's insane, man. 75. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. How does he look? Does it 
Does he look like he's? Does it matter? Is he just is he just standing around and uh, shooting? Or? No, no, he's cutting to the basket. He's okay, definitely so he's cutting he's it out, it. weaving it. Yeah, he's definitely getting his points. Um, but yeah, I just wish that I could find the actual stat line. Yeah. Let's see. I'll see where. This pandering is exactly what everybody wants to listen to. It's just me nervously searching for it. But yeah, I think it's good for Jimmer. But I mean, it's a Chinese basketball association, man. Like you know what I'm saying? Like if we were to rank uh, basketball, I think the CBA would be like maybe sixth or seventh in the world. Like Euro League, just the the different teams that participate in the Euro League just would stomp all over the Chinese Basketball Association. I, I have it where it's, it says he was 24 for 34, 7 of 10 from three points. And I guess Pierre Jackson, who's also on, on one of the teams, had 63 points in that same game. I, that, that's from balls, uh, ballislife.com, their Twitter page. Interesting. Well, I will continue to. He is. He's averaging 34, five rebounds, five assists, uh, three steals, uh, and he's shooting 46 percent. I mean, yay! Oh, 75 points, eight rebounds, seven assists on the day. Yeah, That's Jimmer cool. doing it all. That's crazy. Yeah, 24 or 34. No, ready for this? 24 or 34, 21 free throw attempts. So okay. I did get it right. He did have about wow, 50 shots. <laughs> It went, went about it a very uh, weird way. But, yeah, four, in 43 minutes of action, too, which is crazy. But good for him. There was another guy, too, Pierre Jackson, who I'm guessing is another the other um, token American mm-hmm. that these Chinese teams can have on their teams. 63 points. So And he hit the game-winning shot. So clutch. Clutch buckets. Poor All Pierre. Right. You should have been trending, not Jimmer. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, well, it's only because Jimmer is the name that we can uh, mm-hmm. we, we know, you know. All right. Um, what else do we have on here? Oh, so Jimmy Butler was traded from the uh, the Timberwolves to the Sixers. You're gonna have to look up what draft pick it was because I don't remember. They got Dario Saric, Robert Covington, and a draft pick for Jimmy Butler. That's what that's what uh, the the Timberwolves did. I think they won that trade. Who do you think won it? The Timberwolves. You know, I actually think if if this holds up being true that the Sixers are actually gonna get a long term deal done with Jimmy then I kind of give a little bit of an edge to the Sixers. I mean, just that you're going to have a core of Embiid, Butler, and uh, Simmons, because Simmons will get his max, too, all under but, contract. But how how well together are Simmons and Butler? That, I mean, that is the risk. I I mean, you do nobody, have the unknown. but Nobody knows. But you bought really low on Jimmy, and to not have to deal with other teams coming, and you're able to offer him the extra year, I mean, they weren't going to pay Dario as much as I'm, I love watching Dario play. I mean, I agree with you that the Timberwolves did come away and they salvaged as much as they could. I mean, it was impressive they were able to get two guys that can contribute. I mean, for a while it looked like Thibodeau didn't even want to get rid of Jimmy no. Butler, so <laughs> you know it's good that he he got some value out of him. But oh man, that's insane. I've just never seen something that poorly handled. Yeah, that that situation was really weird from the beginning. Um, it it almost seemed like he didn't want to be there, and you know, I mean, it was pretty obvious that he didn't want to be there anymore. Um, and they're saying, I read an article on the Athletic about how uh, Thibodeau he tried to fight Taylor on this and tried to keep him, and he was trying. He also believed he told ta- uh, the owner Taylor that he could coach and get them into the playoffs, even with Butler not being on board. And so for him to coach him on the Bulls and not be able to win him is just not gonna. It's just not going to be credible for the whole year. I don't know how you have any credibility as a guy that's going to make the moves. Jimmy Butler, sorry, I'm reading this from Mark Stein. Mm. Jimmy Butler's max extension options start in 2019-2020 and add uh, either two years, $41 million, if executed within six months of the 76ers trade, or four years, $101 million thereafter. 
a max new contract signed uh, after next summer could either be five years, $190 million with the 76ers, or four years, $141 million elsewhere. So, yeah, they get his bird rights. Are, so you, are you comfortable with any of those big numbers, or would you rather see if you <laughs> get the two-year deal? Oh, you give Jimmy Butler the two-year right. deal, right? Yeah. Oh, man. Jimmy, yeah, people call him Jimmy numbers. Buckets. Like, I'm not denying that Jimmy Butler's not talented, but, again, I've said this before, not a number one option on your team. That's going to be that's gonna be Embiid. Uh, and then there's other questions if Jimmy Butler's going to work well with Fultz because, you know, he's oh, had the gosh. yips and – and that's yeah, not I don't know if that's what he needs. Yeah. Jimmy Butler yelling at him after every practice. Uh, and then uh, moving on to our last our last part um, for full court press. Sorry, I got distracted. Mark Stein tweeted out, asked tonight, so this was yesterday, asked tonight if the Rockets were soon partying, parting company with Carmelo Anthony. One source with knowledge on of Houston's thinking insisted the team is not letting Melo go, yet it appears we must stay tuned amid multiple reports about ongoing talks with Melo on his role going forward. Um, wow. that is The Rockets have denied they are waiving Carmelo Anthony, but two sources close to the situation say Anthony has been informed that his brief time with the team will soon be ending. Anthony has been listed as out for Houston's game tonight against Indiana due to illness. So that was the, the game they played tonight. And then uh, Rockets GM Daryl Morey says, we're evaluating everything, but he says it's extremely unfair that Carmelo Anthony is being singled out. Uh, well, Daryl Morey, you're a numbers guy, and you had to know that this wasn't going to work out. This wasn't a good fit. You lost Mbamute. You lost Ariza. You lost, there was one other person I could swear they lost to, and you decided to trade him or replace him with Carmelo Anthony, who will for certainly not go 0 for 27 uh, from three-point range <laughs> when it matters the most in the playoffs, but he's also not going to play any defense. So it might not be Melo's fault, but he is sure a contributing factor to this. And I called it. I said I said when the Rockets signed Melo, or when the, when this first story first came out and they said they were interested in getting Melo, I, told, I said that this was going to ruin your team. Your championship window might have effectively closed because you've got an aging CP3. You've got James Harden that can't play defense. And uh, if he's not flopping and getting the foul calls, then it's just it's it's going to be a tough night for him. Although he scored forty tonight, I will say that. Uh, give give him some credit there. Not my MVP last year. It should have been LeBron. I'll still I'll still die on that hill. But um, yeah, the Rockets are a mess right now. Do you, are you worried about the Rockets as a Warrior fan? Not really. Right? Yeah, it's yeah. hard. It's hard to be with how I mean. Oh God, it's just I thought they were going to get Butler. I really did. It's just the way they were lining up with all the draft picks. And they were kind of empty draft picks, but I thought that was the best offer. Houston, Houston's gone delusional, right? Because, you know, like when you're so focused on, like, getting somewhere or getting after somebody, that's, like, all you they get consumed by it. And when they said that they've plotted every move on beating Golden State, this was a move that they didn't take into account that would help them beat Golden State. And you saw it firsthand with OKC, how much he struggled to fit in. And I guess maybe for Maury, it's like, okay, we add him in. We play ice, a lot of isolation that maybe he, he would find his jumper. I, I don't know. It just seemed like an awkward fit. He didn't seem like he was in the best of shape. I'm sure he would be in a hoodie telling me that he worked out on Instagram. But it just didn't for the pace that if they If you don't out. post a beach workout, did right. it ever happen? Yeah. So did you did you know that? I mean, I didn't think until yesterday when I saw everything, I was stunned that this got into the point that they're going to release him. Yeah, I didn't did know you? that. Th- I didn't even know that there was any mutterings of him being released. But uh, sure enough, that's what's happening. Like it, I, I mean, it, it just, it, it just, it's crazy to me, just because of the name and who he is. Yeah. I hope CBA, uh, yeah, CBA teams are lining up right now, getting ready for Carmelo. What do you think his next move should be? Carmelo's? Yeah. What do you think Carmelo's next move is? Retire. Just end it. Just do us all a favor. Spare us. 
Do you think he goes to Lakers? Carmelo can go wherever he wants as long as it's not Golden State, and it is not going to bother me either way. Yeah, I'm with you. I don't really want him anywhere near Golden State. It didn't work out in New York. It didn't work out in OKC. It's not working out in Houston. The only place it did work out was uh, Denver, and that was because he was younger, much more talented, might have been a little bit hungrier, you know. And now, I think once Melo shaved off the braids, that's when we just we <laughs> lost him. We lost Melo needs to bring the braids back if he wants to uh, reestablish himself in the league because ever post braids Melo has just been not sorry, but just because he's still talented. But it's just been it's a waste. It's been a waste of a talent. I keep thinking that Olympic Melo is going to come out sometime. That he's going to come off the bench for some contender and he's just going to kill on the second unit. And no, every fit's been really awkward so far. Uh, no, thank you. All right, uh, that will do it for the uh, for the full court press talk. We have one more segment left before we wrap this puppy up. Are you are you stupid? It just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. I tell you, it just doesn't matter. 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 But we're still gonna talk about it. Why? Well, because it's in the news. That's why. Uh, is your phone okay? Yeah, it survived. I mean, okay. I, yeah, I see why people pay 40 bucks for the case. All I'm right. usually anti-case, but... You don't no, want to live life on the edge? Yeah, I like living life on the edge. Yeah, well, that's what that thud was before we transitioned to this. I just want to make sure that your technology is okay. It's fine. Uh, My so, internet works. <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> uh, all right, so first up on the pop culture list, uh, how about this? Halsey, I think I just pronounced her name right. Halsey, the, uh, the singer, gets a tattoo drawn by Lil Wayne, inked seconds before going on stage uh her tattoo which is really really shitty looking just says sins on the left side and forgiveness on the right and then there's a a a scale but like one of those old-timey scales that you'd see like in in rome or egypt you know like the little the Mm -hmm. little saucer with the chain hanging on it it's pretty stupid here i'll show you a picture of it right now um we get some side boob in there so yeah you see that Oh man! It's very, very. It looks like Little Wayne drew it on there yeah, seconds before she drew it on there. And it's like, hey, will you sign this for me? And then, boom! He just, he just no. I'm gonna crush some random girl on Twitter, but I saw Halsey responded to her because that was trending, and so I was going through the comments, and she's like getting a tattoo from Little Wayne before SNL life goals. I was like, I don't want Little Wayne tattooing me. I was gonna say, you need to reevaluate your yeah, fucking life goals. Yeah, you need goals. some new life Whoa, goals. Oh man! Yeah, oh. get you're a big fan, but no, not 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 a Little Wayne tattoo. No, not at all. Ah, damn it. I had something there, and I totally forgot what it was. Oh, I remember. Okay, so on the topic of girl tattoos, and I'm not sitting here to rip on women because that's just wrong, but I have seen some very, very stupid tattoos. Obviously, men get dumb tattoos, too, but, like, this could probably go up in the pantheon of dumb girl tattoos. Like, my all-time favorite has to be, I've seen this on multiple girls now, and it's just, which leads me to believe that there's just some magical book out there with quotes for Instagram captions, for tattoos that they want to get. Uh, she believes she could, so she did. And I just, I, I've i seen that on multiple multiple girls, and I'm just like, okay, congrats. Like, all right, what what did you do? I'm sorry that you missed out on putting it in your yearbook quote. Did you go? You, yeah, did you, you have to get it put put on your body now? Did you go? Did you go and uh, so you you believed you could get a tattoo, so you went and did it? Is that what we're talking about here? Like I just I it it's very confusing to me, um, but yeah, I know I have a I have a friend's ex girlfriend that has it, so that's a, so that's a stupid tattoo because I'm taking the side of my homie. That's a <laughs> stupid tattoo, and you have it on your body forever. Um, yeah, very silly. All right, next up on the pop culture list. 
uh, Floyd Mayweather. And I don't know if you saw this today. Floyd Mayweather came away with not one, but two footballs after the Seattle uh, Los Angeles Rams game. I forget who was the Ram that gave him the first football, but Tyler Lockett gave him the second one. Actually, th- I think it was Cooks on the second touchdown. Oh, Cooks gave yeah, okay. yeah. Lockett scored first, and then after that, Cooks he pleaded for the ball back because he really wanted to give it to Floyd because Floyd got one from a Seahawk. That's really weird. Because yeah. Floyd Mayweather, you know, arguably the greatest boxer of all time, big football guy. Not really. Like Floyd's five foot seven, I think. Floyd, mm, he's and, teeny. And he's like 160 pounds. Floyd would get wrecked on a football field. Oh, he would, yeah. Floyd, I mean. Floyd is Lionel Messi's size. <laughs> like, for just a scale comparison there, like, that would be an interesting fight. You know, like, if Lionel's allowed to kick and Floyd's allowed to punch, that would be a great fight. I'm sure he'll schedule a press conference for it, too. Yeah, right. More and then than back, happy to do that. back out of it two weeks before the fight's supposed to go on. Just, I thought it was supposed to be an exhibition in front of rich people on a boat. And I uh, didn't realize that there's going to be press everywhere. Shout out to my brother who listens. He made the joke that maybe Floyd needs to sell the footballs. That's true. Yeah, yeah I was like, I mean, uh, gosh. Jeez. Uh, autograph them and sell them, right? Because yeah. there's nothing more that somebody that, that your sports collector would want than an autographed, uh, a Floyd Mayweather autographed football. Just have the Duke and then Floyd's name right on the side there. there. Yeah, it would actually be really cool. I'd collectible. pay all but $60 for it, maybe. Just, yeah. All right. Uh, do you have anything for the pop culture update, Mateo? Oh, man. It was the Pete Davidson on SNL having to apologize to, uh, <laughs> is it, uh, I'm going to butcher the guy's name. Is it Dan uh, Crenshaw? They Crenshaw. Had a whole, yeah, because he, what, he took shots at him the week before on a weekend update. He took shots at him on a weekend update talking about how he was a war veteran. or it's, he, he was very nonchalant in his dismissal of this man being a veteran and given the tone of everything that we're going through right now, you know, they, they went and, and made nice. But yeah, mm-hmm. what, what else happened? on there oh i just like the uh they they made really nice apologies on each side and then he had an ariana grande ringtone and that that killed me i thought she's just gonna keep wedging her way in this fucking segment and even pete pete was trying to hold it together and i was like oh that's that's really good that he's still really like for something and then they brought it together and uh and he shouted out pete's dad who Mm -hmm. lost his life in uh 9-11 so you know it was it was heartwarming to see them both come together and it's nice to know that in such divisive times that we can put you know differences aside and uh and come together and sing kumbaya share a couple of laughs come together uh, did you know that song is about apparently apparently there's a rumor oh, mill some music rumor so mill here uh i'm going to show off a little bit of my music snobbery just from me keeping my ear to the streets the good ear not the bad ear uh apparently come together there's a rumor that it's about a circle jerk so not 100 <laughs> percent sure if that's really what it's about but uh there is you know the beatles doing a whole lot of drugs man making a whole lot of music back then uh, would not be surprised if they decided, but listen was to that song, Come Together. It, that would make sense because right now, didn't, Paul have, me. didn't Paul have the interview a couple weeks ago that said that it, him and Lennon, they sat around in a room and they jerked off? That's really weird, man. Yeah, like that was, and it was, it was like trending. It was, I was wow. like, that's so strange. That's just like if you and I just post podcast decided to just, you know what? <laughs> For creative juices, we need to crank one out right now. We need a moment of clarity. Like, is that one of the things where Europeans are just more comfortable with their sexuality that they're like, yeah, that's because I couldn't imagine saying that in an interview i don't even know how you would be like oh yeah we we're talking about talking about your childhood with john you're like yeah we just jerked off together yeah right we were just we were coming up we were pubescent it's <laughs> just you know we didn't touch each other but you know we just watched each other we we just watched each other touch ourselves like it was just it, totally natural like i don't get that but i will say though there is something about uh like a post-nut clarity where you just get like the fresh mind mm-hmm. and you're just like oh okay it's either you have you have einstein-like thoughts or you just roll over and go to sleep so 
It depends. And in their case, they made Einstein-level music. This is a little bit off from what we're talking about. Um, I've always asked this, especially since you do have a big music background. Um, here's a hypoth hypothetical that I ask a lot of people. Um, people that are still living for mu musicians, if you could put a band together and they, they had performed before, like let's say you took all the living Beatles members and had them perform, who do you think the best living members of a band is that's still around? Like, can the band be broken up? The band can be broken up. Like, let's if I was to, if I was to assemble a super group, is that what you're telling me? I wouldn't say a super group. If you could take a, a living members, like is uh, is like let's say all of Guns N' Roses, is it better than two fourths of the Beatles? Oh, oh, so you want to compare and contrast? I yeah. thought you were talking about making yeah. a super group because no. I already I was like yeah. Dave Grohl on drums, Tom Morello on guitar. You can you can do your super group, but I'm always I always ask this to music heads, and so I'm curious, who do you think the best living band still is? The best living band. Yeah. That's tough. It depends. I mean, you know, because, like, well, no, Zeppelin's had some deaths. Um, yeah, man, that's tough because there's only a certain amount of them that are alive. And then Does the, Dead and Company count? Does the Grateful Dead count? Because I mean, they're no, still uh, technically they, going. I mean, yeah, they could, they could count. I also wonder how much do you penalize a team for not having – or a team, <laughs> sports talk. But how much do you penalize a, uh, a band that doesn't have a lead singer? Does that completely wipe that band out like Queen? Yeah. I mean, uh, after or watching Journey, the movie, where Journey, Journey got the, got the right, replacement. Journey might be better without uh, Perry. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, that's bi I'm Filipino. I'm biased. The that's new. a tough question, man. Like you, I'm not even gonna lie. It caught me a little off guard there. Like I need a little bit more time to prepare. Mm -hmm. Like I was, I was even just thinking off the seat of my pants with a super group. I don't know who I'd go lead singer, and I don't know who I'd go with mm. bass. But I could tell you right now that I would probably actually take that back. I might go Jack White with lead singer, Tom Morello on guitar, Dave Grohl on drums, and then, uh basis i don't know i i have a couple that i could uh, that would be a badass none are that are popping up into my head right now right uh, interscope sign me up all right uh, put me in an AR. <laughs> I will I build a band for you like build a fantasy football team i will build a band i will build a band you give me an unlimited amount of money i will build the band um all right so that'll do it for the pop culture segment that'll do it for the show uh mateo what do you have going on in your life that you want the people to know about Oh, big Niners game tomorrow. Yeah, I'm all excited about the Niners. Also, retail side, working at Oliver's, this is the last quiet week. Get ready for the holidays. Be nice to people that are in retail. Ah, uh, yes. Be nice to people at grocery stores, selling you clothes, selling you the toys. Yeah, have some empathy for people. Right, cause... yeah. It's about to get ugly mm -hmm. out there. This is like the happiest time of the year, and it brings out people's ugliest sides man yeah and you know i don't exactly agree with the customers always right but we at least for where we work we try our best to um work with a customer and it's just it's nice we're all going through stressful times you know, here's my question do you guys carry proper 12 in the liquor department so we were going to get our th each store is going to get one case and by the time that our rep placed the order it was gone really? and he showed up um to the headquarters in somewhere in the bay area um, my manager, Josh, they had a, uh, hit one of his classmates who works for, uh, Young's, Young's carries it. Um, he just, they just strolled through with Connor. Connor showed up Jeez, and took photos. That's yeah. dope. Yeah. It's I'd crazy. lose my shit. I, know, I would, I would go I'm total fangirl. I mean, I'm not saying I'd go to the point where it's like, I need to drink you off, but I'd just be like, picture, <laughs> picture right now. We're taking a picture. I know. It's We're taking a picture. We're not here to take part. We're here to take over. And, and I, I, you know, precision beats speed, uh, time, you know, time beat <laughs> I attack. Know. Who I'd just, you? I'd fire off air. Fuck the Mayweathers. Yeah. Like, I would just hit him with a, ton, a, a hundred things. My mouth would be moving so fast. And I know he'd just give me one of those just crazy, 
would love it. Yeah, just one like, of those laughs. It would have to be the money strut. I'd have to do the money oh, strut. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, when you see Connor. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah, I was freaking out. He, it was it was somewhere in the Bay Area, and I guess they didn't even tell anybody. They just brought him oh, in. Oh yeah, I gotta keep it low key. Yeah. He's and a superstar, man. He really is. I was I just yeah. So that's for us my to request. Be gone. Yeah, we want proper twelve. We're su- we're supposed to get it. We're only gonna get one case until they up the production. Okay, I was gonna say because I don't even I'm not even asking for you to hook it up and like give me it on a discount. Just put it aside. I will pay full retail for it. I'll send you a text when we get. I'll put it aside. Okay, thank you. Yeah, you'll it's get a bottle. I'm not even a big whiskey guy, but I will drink this whiskey because I've heard nothing but good things it's, about it's it. It's really impressive. We got to try it. Humble brag. Um, they came through so and they, many humble yeah, brags. Humble brag. Um, but it was really it was you could tell there was a lot that was done into it. And I forget if it was used at they're going through the factory of Bushmills or if they're using a lot of the um, ingredients from Bushmills, but to hear that name associated with it, that he put a lot of care. It's a great sipping whiskey. Yeah. And so I was really impressed. Can't wait. I hope I get my hands on it. I was like, because I was scrolling through like BevMo and all these places. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I wonder who has it. Um, I heard like Rayleigh supposedly had it, and they're already, they're gone. Like everybody is sold out. Like he's done such a great job promoting it. Yeah. Anything going on with you? Absolutely not. Well, no, it's a lie. You can catch my articles on YSN. Uh, I have a, actually have one coming out in a business journal soon. So Ooh. we are just we are we are just raking up the uh, the articles. That'll be retweet worthy. Mm, maybe we'll see. Uh, hopefully, yeah. Lots of likes. Um, <laughs> also, I just want to say I've had a huge fucking week on Twitter. Not a, not a humble brag. This is a real brag. Oh, this, this is, is this how is, this is actually really cool. This huh? is how sad we are around here. <laughs> I have to go back into my mentions real quick. Uh, it was very busy. It started off with um, me tweeting at Rick Wilson, and this is a quick little antidote before we end this. Okay, so um, I said, what what did we do? Oh, he tweeted out a picture of this like NASA space or this NASA thing where fuck, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. Rick Wilson, a member of the GOP. Okay, so CNN tweeted out this thing that said a mysterious cigar-shaped object spotted tumbling through our solar system last year may have been an alien spacecraft sent to investigate Earth, astronomers from Harvard University have suggested. He tweeted that, or he quote-tweeted it with, like, you know, President who engaged the hyperdrive and let us flee from this forsaken solar system. So he's not a fan of our president. But what I did was I looked at that, and I tagged another guy that I work with, and I said, I bet if someone hits that space blunt, they get an interstellar high. And I put a gif of a chihuahua, like, you know, being held up but still paddling in water. And uh, I just want to say, 127 likes on it, 11 retweets. Huge for somebody with only 40 followers. Did he so, uh, Did he retweet at all or like? He did. He retweeted, nice. it. He retweeted it, and that's what put it on blast because uh, he liked it a lot. And then I heard a bunch of people, or I mean, I saw a bunch of people, obviously. My phone got lit up. Um, and then as we continue down this, uh, I'm sort of famous on social media for this week, pathetic storyline. Um, I tweeted out, uh, what did I do? I had the Mike Ryan liked my tweet. Where did that go? Uh, no. But yeah. My, um, Where is it? Uh, you sent it to me. You had to screenshot it to me just because I'm a huge fan of Levitar too. Oh yeah, I was super, yeah. I was super uh, excited. I was so, where's this? Where'd it go? Oh, it says liked by Mike Ryan. You said at the beginning of the local hour podcast, and then I can't see what you what meme you used. Yeah, is it Scarface? No. Fuck, dude, I'm totally blanking on what it was. I need to go back through my tweets and find out. And um, then you also had a mean like or uh, respond to you. Yes, yes, I did. Um, shit. Oh, you know what it was, was Mike Ryan was talking about how he approached women at the bars when he was single, and 
That's where I think I snarkily tweeted out something at him. Then was that Michael Scott that I could see from the? G- yes, yeah, okay. it was. It was Date that, Mike. There you go. Date Thank Mike. you. I like the. Okay. Yeah. I gave Mike uh, Mike Scott some cred by thinking he was Scarface from my. I could barely see it. Here we go. I got it. So yeah, it was Michael Ryan Ruiz at the beginning of the local hour podcast, and it's a gift that just says, "Hi, I'm Date Mike. Nice to meet me." And it was just him talking about how he was like, you had to get the attention. You know, you asked some chicks like just a random question that would engage them. You know, do you brush your teeth in the shower? Yes or no? And like apparently that would start a conversation with people. And, you know, that's how he chose to to use his game. And then, um, yes, as Mateo hinted, huge because I'm such a big fan of his um, from a basketball perspective. Amin Al-Hassan quote tweeted me uh, when I when I tweeted out something about how his laugh, though. But this laugh at the beginning of the Levitard show, I'm going to play it for the for the for the listeners right now. This Amin's laugh at the end is amazing. They're talking about um, how Chris Cody has like he he uses or he, he pronounces words with like an F in front of him, and he decides to try it with PJ Tucker. And PJ Tucker is very much about that life, ladies and gentlemen. Like when Brandon Ingram threw that punch and almost hit PJ Tucker, Brandon Ingram would have been dead. PJ Tucker loves his Jordans and is very much about that life. I was about to life. say, I finally saw on his Instagram after you talked about He's it. A shoe He's guy got for some sure. Impressive shoes. All right, so yeah, let me play this real quick, and we'll see if this can do it justice. That laugh at the end. <laughs> He's just genuinely caught off guard by that. But it was just like when I was listening to that podcast, I started busting up laughing in my room while I was listening to it. And I was like, oh my God, this is amazing. So yeah, they do little cut ins. They're a little bit more sophisticated. They're an actual radio show, not a podcast. But um, they do little cut ins. And I just said, that needs to be, that sound needs to be one of the introductions when they come back for a commercial break. And Amin agreed with it. Mm-hmm. So it was. Uh, in my sad, pathetic, journal, aspiring journalistic life, that or, you know, I, I actually no. In my sad, pathetic social media life, I had a big week on Twitter. So. Likes from people you aspire to be. Exactly, and that's all that. Uh, I mean, that makes it sound really, really sad. But I think people can relate to that on some sort of level. Like you know, it's uh, like Twitter's not real, but it's real. So if that makes any sense, mm-hmm. I'll let the people break that down for later. Okay, for real, that's our show. Thank you. Bye. Until next time. Go Niners. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a floss, I'm a gloss, I'm a cop that easy. Run the spot for some chops, I'm about that greasy. Shorty coming to the spot, but no bleep, don't tease me. I think she hang around the click trying to get on TV. I know I'm talked about a lot when I'm gone, don't see me. Trust the process, man, I'm going Joel and BZ. I'm a boss like Rick Ross, I'm a go no keeper. Freestyling, got a wet, that's a LA leaker. Guess who's coming out your eardrum and your speaker? I met the parents and they impressed how I treat her. Bag on passenger side, sting Ray two seater. Randy Johnson with the flow, got glow, got heater. They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit. I'm about to make it out of the pit. Why they bad, I'm a hit. From the line here and switch. From my crown to the shin dick. Now they a miss. When I'm gone, nigga, bitch. Don't call, that's a tip. I'm about to walk around with my shit. I never heard it down to the dips. I'm always out of town for the glitz, 100 miles for the trip, for my style that's a chip, yeah. Niggas at the house doing whips, stoop kids and we vibe to be next. 
ain't have to rock a dial while the flex See the glam, you see flex, I got diamonds and flesh, nigga Friends turn to sketch, niggas real fast Life can't prep you on, it's like a meal plan Shorty said to come through, but she still playing I got bills, nigga, too, that I'm still paying They really do you bad when you lit. They really do you bad when you wit. I came in here sad, represent. I took a different nav, I'm a pit.